your short track racing connection. Broadcasting from the Fireside Beverage Studios, this is the Turn 4 Podcast. Look for us every Tuesday where all major podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at Turn 4 Podcast. And now, DJ and Zach, take it away. Welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 4 Podcast. This week's guest is Tara Tarabell. Tara, how are you? I'm great. Zach? I'm fantastic. <laughs> the rebuttal episode, we're going to call rebuttal. this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to ease into we'll, it, but we'll, we're definitely going to address the elephant <laughs> in the room. The rebuttal episode, which is how this all started. Yeah, <laughs> Buckle up, Benny. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, kryptonite, because we're going to dive into that. Yeah. All right, so... I know I know you because I've been around the racetrack long enough, so let's explain to everybody. When did you start racing? 2005. So were you part of the kids' division too? I was. Jesus. No, yeah, we have a lot of – there's been a lot of Benny, Joey. Yeah. That was a step. Weasel. Weasel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely didn't light the world on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you had Joey winning like 16 out of 18 races. Yeah, damn BMW. Yeah. <laughs> That BMW held nothing to my Volkswagen Fox. Oh, <laughs> that's what you that's what you were riding around in? That was yeah. the first car was a Volkswagen? Yeah, a blue Volkswagen with yellow numbers. How'd it go? Obviously not I, again, well. Again, I didn't like the <laughs> <world> <laughs> on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did you podium at all the first year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. Well, well I think we just addressed the fact that Joey won. Well, yeah. it doesn't mean she so. couldn't have trophied. Oh yeah, that's that's fair. That's, that's what a podium fair, is, Zach. Do I need fair. to get miles on here, dude? Shut <laughs> up, dude. Uh, so, did you bring the Volkswagen back the second year? No, no, no. Um, the Volkswagen went for a little bit of a ride in turn three and four. A um, little. Uh, so this is wait. So for anybody that doesn't know, this is long before the wall. Oh yes. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, At Claremont. At yeah, Claremont. Claremont. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was coming through turn three, and I was going into four, and another car, Dustin Lamont, came through the grass. And we kind of collided, and I. Justin Lamont, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I haven't heard that one in a long time either. Yeah. Wow. I went straight when you're supposed to turn, and actually, (laughs) um, (laughs) Judy Jarvis was standing there recording. She recorded a lot of our races back then. Yeah. And in a piece of it, you just see the bottom of my car. I went all the way up and rooster tailed and spit dirt and headed back down the other side. So if that wall was there, it would have been very bad. Game over. Mm -hmm. Quickly. Boy. Hey Judy, hit us with. Yeah, I was gonna clip. say, I have the video. Dude, oh, so we're gonna have yes. to share. It. That's yeah. good. Yeah, we can tag that on the page. That'd yeah. be sweet. That'll be good. So, what did you bring back the second year? A Is neon. that the infamous? That's the infamous. Infamous neon. neon. What makes it infamous? I don't know where it came. What I know where it came from. I don't know where it went. I don't know Wait, what happened what? to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I called up my dad the other night and I was like, Dad, I know we had two neons, but I can't remember what happened to the first one, and he can't remember either. Oh, Uncle Jim's getting a little old, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Five minutes into Listen. the first episode and you're calling people old. Listen. Already. That's great. I'd tell it to his face. He's got a very great memory. I mean, I'm going to be really honest. He, like, gave me a, a little tuning because I don't re- – I was young. Yeah. Like, I didn't really remember it. So uh, you just don't know where it went? Like, yeah. you, like, sold it? Sold well, you obviously it? sold it to somebody. Yeah. But you don't just remember who you sold it to? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well – that happens, I guess. Did you win in that one? Um, I did. You, you win or did you podium? Because now we're talking about okay. Winning. Here we go. Are we did winning you, or did you podium? get a trophy? Maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> we don't remember. Jeez, I don't so remember. So listen. No, I was really not that good when oh, I was man. younger. I'm I got to pick on you here for a second because like, God. and I'm not trying to be mean, but when we talked to Benny, Benny was like, all right, it was July 9th, 2007. I finished second. Weasel won and yeah. so-and-so finished third, fourth, and fifth. And you're like, I don't know if I trophied with that thing. Once we get into the street stocks, then okay. I actually know what was going on. All right. So screw the four-cylinder days. Yeah. Well, Let's hold talk on. Hold on. Preface this though. Like how old are, how old are you? When you're so driving, you don't the ask a lady was, how old she I'm is. Same when she's driving the four zones. Like, give us like a start. What 16, was 13, 17. 14? So I was 15 when I started. 15, okay. 16 when I had the first neon. Okay. 17, I believe I had the second neon that we had the little cut out incident in. And Which then, we're going to talk about. We'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> later. And then we actually bought um, Brian Sears Ford Mustang and went mini stuff oh, racing. Man. Nothing, be- really? Nothing better Jumped than a Mustang. Right no, actually, everything was wrong. Ugh. I hated that thing. Typical. Absolutely. Must be the emblem <laughs> on the front. Yeah, yeah. must be. <laughs> no, no, I like my dream car is an old Mustang, but I was so excited when we went and picked this thing up. I was like, oh, we got this. Nope. The only person who ran good in it was Mark McClay. Mark McClay drove it for an open show. Really? Yep. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And he won with it. So, Marvelous. like. You're talking mini stocks, so the thing had jack and bolts, right? Yes. And jack and bolts, but ju- did it have adjustable cups in the front then, or no? Probably not. Mm, I don't think yeah, so. I was no, say. it was right before they really opened it up. N- no, it was quite open. <laughs> 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 they um, had kind of not really played with them much, and just kind of like they Left had rules, but kind of yeah. like didn't really tech them, I guess, if you will. I mean, they probably teched them, but they really didn't do much about it. And then it got really big. And there were some guys that had some mm-hmm. money wrapped up in those Mustangs back in the day. Well, we might have had a really good motor in it and um, still couldn't really do much with it. It just it did not <laughs> like me. I'm not I'm serious. It did not like me and I did not like it. Like, I don't know if I would assume race car drivers have that one car that's not their not their car. And right. that was mine. Oh. It, it was atrocious. Jimmy. Jimmy has one. Jimmy tells a story about one, and he's just like, yeah, no, that thing was just atrocious. Which one was that? Uh, you'd have to ask him. It was a street stock or something early on in the career. So it wasn't the truck that he... No, he loved that truck. Oh. Trucks are gross, by the way. What? I, my <laughs> stand, listen, I'll go to my grave saying trucks are... That thing was mean. The ugliest we looking We need things. to talk about this. I heard that Buzzy's going to take your spot. <laughs> oh, my God. Guy shows up for one hour. <laughs> And he's already talking about taking my spot. <laughs> Listen, although, to be fair, if there's one guy to take my spot, if it was Buzzy, I'd be like, all right, I can see what <laughs> I get it. So did you just do the one year in mini stocks then? Yes. And then so, it was gone. Well, no, 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 two years. So Claremont got done, and then we went to Canaan with it. With the Mustang still? With the Mustang. Did you figure it out the second year, or you still just no, hated that thing? about halfway through. It, like, Gremlins, man, I'm telling you. So Mark took it out. And new I, car blues. New car blues, baby. <laughs> it was so bad. Mark took it out in that open show, and George comes across, and um, John Ross. Do you remember John yeah. Ross and Volkswagen? Yeah. Yeah, so they lined up side by side, and George goes, oh, we'll see if that Mustang has anything for that Volkswagen. Well, he dusted him, and then a caution came out like three laps later, and he's like, well, we'll see if that Volkswagen has anything for that Mustang. Mm-hmm. That was the best the thing ever went. I was like, you just should have. Here you go. Like, yeah, should have had it. Here's the keys. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Mark McClay's no slouch behind the wheel. Oh, God, no. I mean? No, no, no. I, it's just... It was, I was absolutely blown away. I was like, oh, so 
It's it's me. It's me. <laughs> oh, I was gonna Which say, is gonna be I, the worst I was, part. I was waiting to see if that was actually gonna be the revelation. It was just like oh, yeah, shit. It, we just it just did not click. I don't know what it was. So we went up to Canaan for about half a year because they ended up getting rid of them at Claremont. Why? What's the reason? Uh, a lack that? of car count, if I remember correctly. Oh, so the whole politicking. Okay. Yeah, there was some. Don't don't do that. Don't look like that. What, what no, there was talk about it. There was some politics behind it, and I think the car count had dropped a little bit from the previous year. So I think it was more. Who's politicking? Why? This was, why do you want to push a division out? That's my question. Why would you I don't think do they're. That? I don't think they were trying to push the division out. I think they were trying to rein that division back in from lack of. But we just talked about how lack of rules. Got, so guys, yeah. guys got like, Wild. in all seriousness, that that mini stock class was out of control. Guys were spending super street money to run a mini stock. They were spending, they were spending probably ten, fifteen grand. What on motors back then? On a mini stock. On a mini stock, yeah. Yeah. So they, I think, again, the politicking, lack okay. of car count, whatever you want to call it, they tried to wrangle in the rules and say, okay, hey, that Ford Mustang, it's a two point three liter. You're allowed thirty over. This is the cam you're allowed. This is all that thing's allowed to bubble test at. This is what the uh, carburetor needs to be. This is what that needs to be. And some of those guys with those old school Mustangs didn't want to play by the rules because they might have been decked 40 over in a big old cam and that two barrel might have acted more like a four barrel instead of that. And they didn't want to be wrangled in because it's so they just left. It's a lot easier to play outside of the rules than it is to play inside of the rules. So they just went to Canaan. I don't know if a lot of the ones from Claremont came to Canaan or not. Not that it's when it kind of fizzled out pretty hard around here was about that time that the mini stocks really kind of went away. And then the pure stock division really took off those next few years. But that was the years of like Losi and Les Gord and those guys that were yeah. bad fast for yeah. a while. Like that division was basically a mini stock class. What they were aiming it to be was the pure stocks of that back then. Right. I think you'll notice with a lot of the short track racing and maybe up here, and it's just an observation that I have, is you have waves. Bad. Waves of divisions that take off right now we're in a street stock wave oh yeah street stocks and pure stocks man pure stocks are coming up so you think like when that starts to you know people either move up out of that or it you know feeder divisions yeah something else is going to come right behind it so i think that was the end of the mini stock days guys moved up they moved into street stocks they moved into late models they moved into modifieds they they moved up so you think that the class right now is street stocks Oh, uh, hands down. Hands down. 100%. Hands down. Why? Why do you think that? Look is? at the car count. Well, There's, I mean, I, I know the car count's up, but like, why do you think people <laughs> gravitate towards that class as opposed to other classes? I think it's a little more affordable in the grand scheme of things. I know some people are like, you you can spend a lot of money. If you want to spend money in a race car, you can spend money in a race car. It doesn't matter car. what you have. Exactly. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a little more affordable. You know, you can have any sort of talent go into that class, but you have to be able to drive that car. And you have to, like, really understand to get around it and with like the late models i mean personal opinion i think late models are fizzing out i think late models are Ooh, becoming don't more say that. i'm sorry i do oh you gotta go no. tour race and be in a late model exactly now. exactly oh. so you have these and it's kind of made it that way where the tours are more enticing to go do that rather than the, the late model sportsman now i would compare to the pro stocks of 15 18 years ago that yes. uh, for a while there at Claremont, your top tier division, you were either running a modified or you were running a pro stock. And right. then they fizzled out and Park started his tour and they do pretty well. And you've got pass that runs in this area and everything else. Then again, same thing. You've got 
ACT type late models that ran here in the late 2006 to 2011, 12-ish era, that six or seven years, and they did pretty well. That last year of like full-blown ACT type rules, I can remember what, six, eight cars were yeah. there? Yeah, there was and I mean, Christ, two of them were Jimmy and Jeremy. Yep, because what is why would True. you go race the short track when you have, you know, you can get so much out of it, or you can go to a tour, you can go travel a little bit farther, but you get the experience. Yeah, you, you get $500 to win at your home track, or you can go to Thunder Road and run the Milk Bowl and get $300 to finish dead last. Exactly. It becomes more enticing to go do something like that. I mean, you don't count in the fact that you got to buy four field goods every week and you got to get there back and forth. You don't, you don't counter into any of that. that. Right. You just look at the check. So funny story for everybody. So they did the mock races last week. Okay. <laughs> so you've, you've got Dilly Dilly bounces oh, that Dilly. barrels that thing into the back stretch wall. Shout out to Dylan yeah. Zulo. He Fireside killed it. Really yeah, he, he, he killed the this wall. This is a little kid that was like absolutely <laughs> like I never in a million years thought that I he wouldn't, was going to do wouldn't guessed. race cars. Yep. He used to giggle when things would jiggle and he was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think of Dilly. Sorry, Dilly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he still does giggle yeah. when things jiggle. Well, I, I'm assuming fair. he probably would. But like. We all do. We grew up, you know, their family. So like we grew up with him and he was around and I just never in a million years. And I said that to Jimmy today. I said, Jimmy, I'm sorry. to. No, you're fine. Story. You're fine. But like I said, I, said, I never would have thought. And to see him go out there and just absolutely kill it. I was so excited. He murdered it, dude. He's yeah. not scared of it. Yeah. No. So he bounces off the back stretch wall, breaks a couple parts. Yeah. Does about a hundred dollars worth of damage. You know what Dilly says? Yeah, but I made twenty five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made, made twenty five bucks running that mock race. What does I it matter? Love it. But that's a race car mentality. It's so true. <laughs> that's yeah. what I told him today. When Park, bucks. when Park hands in the check and he's just like, I made twenty five bucks for that show last week. I'm like, you know what? That's literally the racer's mentality. Okay, so it cost me six hundred dollars in tires. It cost me hundred dollars in fuel. Cost me wear and tear in my vehicle. But man, I made two hundred bucks Friday night, baby. But you think about it, if you go That's the way you got to look at it, though. You know, you go to Thunder Road. Yeah. Okay? You're going to spend that money to get up there. Mm -hmm. You're going to spend that money on tires. You're going to do all that stuff. If you went to Claremont, you're probably going to spend the money on the tires. You're probably going to spend the money on the fuel. Absolutely. You never go with the intention to wreck it. No. That's true. I mean, if you do, call us first. So that <laughs> yeah. way we can at least have a camera yeah. on you. Very true. true. So true. I mean, there's been a few of those instances over the years. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's just the racer's mentality. And like I said, I just, I think unfortunately the late model sportsman is just kind of fizzing out that way and you hate to say it and you don't want to see a division go away by any means but you look especially at that especially when benny Pullen rolled that sexy little thing oh, of his off the trailer this week. listen yeah. ladies and gentlemen if there's a car out there you need to go see that double zero that's a sexy piece of machinery and i'll tell you tara and i actually talked about it up up in the tower today yeah what was he turning <sighs> He doesn't have a transponder on. Oh, he, ain't Danny, he ain't an idiot. You dog. <laughs> yeah, he ain't an idiot. Good for you. But uh, even Ricky's car, Ricky's with the way he did his body looks very sharp. The lines, and again, you and I discussed this yeah. earlier, it's got nice, sharp, clean body lines for a race car. It looks good. That thing um, looks so mean, too. It does. If you see the just pictures all of it, white. just yeah. the way it sits, it's just absolutely stunning. Well, dude, you think of Ricky Bly, you think of... You think of a mean piece of machine, yeah. dude. I mean, he's not putting out junk. That's yeah, he's sure. not. He's yeah. not putting out crap for anything, honestly. Yeah. I mean, everything he's run over the last 10 to 15 years has been top-notch. looked good, I yeah. thought. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he rarely, I don't think, unless he ran an enduro <laughs> at some point that I didn't know about. <laughs> I hope you're That'd wrong. be interesting. You know what I really wish they could do? I wish they A could driver's take... enduro? Yes. Hey, Parksy. 
Let's talk about this. Wouldn't that That's be a good so idea. cool? Hell yeah, that would. Non-points race. Boys have at it. Yes. Here's Just 500 bucks to the winner. Whoever gets you. there first. I'm telling you. You get 20 of them things and just do each division. Here you go. Here's enduro cars, boys. Beat the hell out of them and oh, have at it. Take it, all. Man. You need to do that like mid-July. Let everybody get their frustration out. Okay, hey, Benny took me out last week. Guess what? That boy's finding the concrete monster today. <laughs> and just you wreck a bunch of four cylinders. that you got like maybe a grand wrapped up in all of them. Listen, you can dump them if you can catch them. And you get out of it and you laugh about it and you have a great time. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. I think Parks, I think you need to run with that idea. That's a You're great cool. idea. Hey. Drivers only. The, the Fireside Beverage Enduro Driver Series. Listen, <laughs> I'll give, uh, listen, right now on the podcast, I'll give the winner 230 racks of Bud Light. That's there you what go. I'll do. Well, when Jimmy wins, he's going to want something other than Bud Light. He's going to want orange soda. So yeah. you go to the or Walmart. Dr. Peppers. It's either Is orange. It Dr. Pepper I don't know. I was over there the other day and he was, hey, I, he opened that little mini fridge and he was drinking Dr. Peppers. That, yeah. Uh, Is he also, sick? Jimmy, yeah. Let's talk Is about the fact sick? that you drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that's disgusting. All right. Shoot, the, shoot us both a text message on Tuesday, Jimmy, because that's weird. <laughs> that um, weird. Slugged a Dr. Pepper right in front of me. I was like, well, okay. All right. <laughs> um, so, what are we up to? Like 2009, 2010 yeah. when you start your street stock career? Yeah, so about halfway through the season when we were up at Canaan, um, Dad and I had a very frank conversation, and it went a little bit like, I hate this thing. I don't <laughs> want it. Like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, was it still blue with the yellow numbers? No. So, the reason why it was blue is because <clears throat> when I first started racing, I had to earn my yellow. That is what I was told. The Fisher Plow Yellow. Fisher Plow Yellow. Tarbell Tar Yellow. yellow. Tarbell so Yellow. That's so, a thing. Well, it is on Tarbell Hill. <laughs> okay, dive into this. I'm intrigued. So dad. my dad raced. Yeah. My dad raced when I was born, when I was growing up, and he always had yellow. And so Tarbell Yellow. Pause. Who's yeah. dad for everybody that doesn't know? Sorry, Jim Tarbell Jim is my Tarbell. father. Okay, yep. Uncle and, Jim. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jim. Um. Yeah, so he always had a yellow car. Yellow Camaros, blue number five. Yeah. And so I was actually too young to really remember him racing um he i remember slightly remember his pro stock he had a red pro stock why it was red i don't know he could probably it, it didn't you. go well did it no the pro See? stocks were bad pro stocks were really because it wasn't yellow yeah. wasn't tarbell yellow well um it was the yellow one that they decided to do the next year he um that was his last race car he had a heart attack jesus and funny so in the tower we're you know doing yeah. making it look nice put some pictures up well the one picture that we have is my dad not in a fire suit by the yellow one and i'm like oh the yellow Ooh, one yeah. <laughs> like, but it's cool because it's got a lot of like my grandfather's in it who's passed away and his yeah. uncle herb is in there so that's cool but i figured the picture of pearl dewey was the one of your dad <laughs> oh god <laughs> <Sorry, Dad. laughs> uh, so so to to preface you into this so Jill and her are hanging some pictures up in the tower. Right. Okay. I got that far. Yeah. So she's like, oh, hey, let me show Sheena. She's like, let me show you the picture of my dad. So she <laughs> folds one over and there's a picture of Pearl Dewey's race car. I'm like, I didn't realize Pearl was your dad. <laughs> she just was like, really? <laughs> that, that's where that little inside joke came from. Okay. So. Yeah. I like it. So when I got a race car, my dad had told me, he's like, I was like, oh, we're going to paint it yellow. I'm so excited. And he just looked at me. He's like, no, we're not. <laughs> I was like, well. What do you mean, Dad? Like, I'm racing. And he's like, yeah, no, you, you have to earn your yellow. I was like, oh, how do I do that? And he goes, well, I guess we're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> so I had a blue race car with yellow numbers. And the next year I had a, I'm pretty sure it was chartreuse, if you want to get technical. Cause what the hell is chartreuse? It's like, like it's yellow. It's a neon yellow is actually chartreuse. It's like yeah, highlighter it's, yellow. Yes, very okay. much so. 
Yep. I'm and then impressed. We, we slowly. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> Not all bronze over here, baby. <laughs> Little bit of brain. Yeah, we slowly moved into the actual yellow color, and once we got there, it was great. But yeah. Mm. So yellow, huh? So yellow. you're ha- so halfway through the year, you got rid of that car and got industry stock. Yes. So Kevin. Um. Oh. Oh no. Uh oh. Oh no. Yes. Kevin Wolbert. Okay. Kevin Wolbert had a car and he ended up selling it. So we sold the Mustang to a guy named Gary Dunn, Josh's son, dirt racer. No. Got nothing for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's a dirt racer. He now, and I don't remember. I think they ran on asphalt for a little while. Dirt's for plant potatoes. That's not true. I love dirt racing. I I love dirt racing. I. I Lucia Speedway was listen, the funnest time I've ever I, had. I like funnest real dirt racing, like World of Outlaws, the big block mods. That stuff would interest me. I'm not looking to go watch a Hornet race on a dirt track. I went up to Barrage last year for very Okay, you go up for the food there. That's it. Okay, the gravy fries are fire. Exactly. We won't talk about that. When they gravy roll fries. out, oh yeah, oh, gravy fries. Yeah, they, they oh, put cheese melted even. over the top. So, of so it's poutine? Mm-hmm. It's it's redneck gravy. poutine because it's not the squeaky cheese. They take like just a couple mozzarella and throw it over the top of it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I can I live with it. Yeah. adds to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the clay. Ugh. When they I roll out though with like 20, 25 dirt mods, you buckle up. Like it's oh, yeah. so cool, and they're enduros. You want to talk about enduros? And I'm not. I'm not trying to knock. You've anybody. never been to Volusia, you said? No, I've never been. Dude, I'm telling you. So my grandfather is a, you know, he's a weather bird. So when it starts to snow, S- he says, "See ya, boys," and goes down to Florida. Well, I went down. And I I visited him periodically, and he took me to Volusia first time ever at a dirt track ever in my life. Those boys were screaming around that track, dude. I'm talking. Three wide going into one. <laughs> Everybody's sideways. We're mashing the gas. Mud's going all over the place. I'm like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. We got people down there, no shirts on, overalls, walking around. I'm like, yes, is, baby. This is what I'm talking about. It is a whole nother oh. scene when you walk into a dirt track. And it's I awesome. don't mean that rude, but I just like the first time I went to Barrage, because I met a lot of guys when I was, um, when we were mini stock racing, we ran against the Simmons boys, um, Billy and Chuck Simmons. Yeah, nothing. I yeah, nothing. I got nothing. I got yeah. nothing. <laughs> so I became really good friends with them, but they their brother ran a dirt mod. So they're like, hey, come up to Bear Ridge, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, dirt racing? I don't really know. Rolled into there. It was a whole nother world. I was yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Dude, I saw the greatest so Dale Earnhardt tribute tattoo when I was down at Volusia. <laughs> Guy had no shirt on. We're standing in line waiting to go. Was it in his hair? His <laughs> whole back is just, a, it's the statue of Earnhardt. His whole back, dude, is covered. Oh, my God. It's like, it says, like, we love you three. You're, like, in loving memory of three. And I was like, this is going to be the greatest night of my life. And it was. <laughs> it was fantastic. Listen. Until I go to Thunder Road, because everybody tells me oh. that I need to go to Thunder Road, because the Widowmaker's a thing. Uh, so The Widowmaker gave me one of the big scares of my... I wasn't racing. I didn't do it. I've never ran there, but... Uncle Brian, right? Cousin Brian. Cousin Brian. Cousin yeah. Brian. Cousin Brian almost got taken out by the Widowmaker. Oh, uh, he, he went cool. for a hell of a ride in his pro stock up there. Pro stock? Yeah, pro Late stock. Late model. Late model. Okay. Late model. We, yeah. You might as well okay. tell the story, guys. <laughs> Sorry. You're fine. No, I'm not no, going to no, let no, you no. out of here without you telling the story. Yeah. Have you ever I need met a podcast that jumps around a thousand times? Yeah. Hi, I'm Tara. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. I mean, we're fine. People yeah. listen. Or they won't. Who cares? Or they won't. Very true. We were sitting in the pits, and his now wife, not a racer, like okay. we'll, we'll get into how Brian came back and like if you want to, but she's not a racer, and she was really good with it, and like he was doing awesome in the street stock, and like things were phenomenal. Like 
so good. So you want a late model, went and got a late model, really wanted to go to Thunder Road. Went to Thunder Road. Apparently, she was absolutely petrified, like something's going to happen. We're like, nothing's going to happen. Like, he's fine. He's safe. Da-da-da. Wrong. Mm. I don't remember exactly how he climbed it. Yeah, I don't either. I believe he was at the flag stand, and someone was underneath him. I don't know who it was. He could probably tell you. He's a dude. I feel like you guys remember that stuff. Again, I don't. Hit him. Up the wall he went, and all you saw was the undercarriage of that race car flying in front of you. He went all the way over there, right? Or did he not complete no, the role? He never completed the role. There yeah. is a picture in a Speedway magazine where he could probably just reach out that window and touch the track. Yeah. And he flew just, all the way down, all the way down the wall, came off the wall, went in front of the pit grandstands, and went down pit road and stopped maybe three feet from the big tree. Buckled yeah. in the whole fence all along the way. So, if again, right. not to pick on you for never being there, but... The front stretch wall, I believe, was actually originally Jersey barriers that they built into the dirt. So it's got that curvature to it. Right. So when you get hit and you get pushed climb. into it, you climb. climb and you literally, there's a, I think it's Speed 51 actually has the intro video to all their oh, New England stuff. Nick is Sweet? Nick Sweet when he almost goes up and over. I mean. Um, Pretty much the same scenario. I feel like he was a little yeah. flatter, but yeah. Yeah, um, I was up there the night that little Joey LeCare. Um, I wasn't there that night. Yeah. yeah, little Joey LeCare got put three wide with Clint Boyer the night that he was up there, and little Joey went up the wall and over and onto his roof from just the momentum of climbing the Jersey barrier and going up over. That's got to be terrifying. I don't. I wouldn't want to play. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. To be fair, I mean, not to pick on Andrea, but I mean, I guess we could ask her from last week. She rolled it at Claremont. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Although maybe a little too soon to talk about that, but she was, oh, there, she today. was there today. She was there today. Yep. They put Good a on her, they man. put a check valve into the uh, <laughs> into the fuel cell, and that first couple laps was a little rough to get the all the oil from the top of the motor back down to the bottom, but it ran fine. Well, yeah. Didn't really do any damage either. I mean, a couple no. crinkled dents here and there, but no, it looked good. Dude, some of them. You got to get back on the horse though. You like, don't have a choice. Yeah. It, you're either you're either gonna get back on the horse and you're gonna be okay. Or you're never going to climb back behind the wheel of a race car. Do we know anybody that's never gotten to the back? Like, just hit and, like, that's it. I'm sure there's been, and I I don't mean to call them no-namers, because nobody up there is a no-namer, but I'm sure there's guys that we probably don't remember that ran one or two years and had one good lick. That's all it takes for some people. Like, yeah, this is not worth my life. I mean, but so, like, you, you, we talk about that, and then you talk about, like, I'm going to throw Jeremy under the bus here for a minute. Zulo? Yeah. Be careful, but okay. He went down to Loudon in his ACT car. Okay. The first or second year or whatever I think it, was it was. The second year. Yeah. So he got invited down because Claremont was running ACT late models at that point. And he came in and Jimmy's like, dude, you've got to drive that thing in about 10 car lengths deeper. And he's like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. He literally told Jimmy or somebody that when the numbers start on the front stretch and the back stretch, it's, it counts you down four, three, two, one. He's like, I saw my kids, I saw yep. my wife, and then I saw Jesus, and I was way off the throttle by then. <laughs> yeah. And you had a guy like Patrick LaPearl who would blister by those numbers like it was nothing, was about into the middle of the corner before he let off. It just There's there's certain guys that are made, and guys or girls that are made for Claremont, Monadnock, Lee, Star, Hudson, White Mountains. I mean, to be fair, how fast are we talking that loud now? You're mean, cranking. You gotta oh, be you're moving. Buck 30 probably in an ACT late model? Bro. Uh, uh, 
I can't say that I would be tough I mean, for, to do that. I'm, and again, I think I would probably do the same thing. I don't know if I'm trying to. When do I, that. when I was running carts, we were hitting buck oh five, buck ten at the end of the front straight in a go kart. I think with the shorter tracks and like with Claremont, you don't realize really how, how fast, fast you're, you're going because it's so tight. How fast do you go? I've had this. Chris claims he will go to his grave saying that he reached seventy miles an hour in that Mazda or the, in the neon. It was when we had the neon. He claims that he hit seventy miles an hour in that neon. Did I you said? Sir, you at no point in time ever reached 70 miles an hour in that neon. Did you ask that Jimmy? That would have blown up at 70 miles an hour. To, did to you honest. ask Jimmy how fast he went in that Nissan? No. Why not? That wasn't an enduro. I didn't realize that I had to do that. I yeah. didn't know that that was a prerequisite. So, I didn't know I had to ask you, you don't, that question. <laughs> you don't realize how fast those guys are actually going. So tell me, okay. of two people that have driven, how fast do you go? I don't know. I told you, in that... POS freaking Honda we had. I was okay, hitting 55, so I'm 60. I'm going to ask somebody that's driven actually a piece <laughs> of machinery. I don't really know, though. I can't really give you an answer. They don't have a Speedo in there. Yeah, I have no idea. You can't even like just take a shot. I, I mean, if I had to guess, stock? I would say in the 80? street stock, like 80. Yeah, 80, 80 85. 85. You're yeah. pulling 80 to 85 in that short track. I bet, oh. yeah. It's all about gearing, dude. Yeah. Think about the yank those things have off the corner, so it's all gear-related, dude. You can. Oh, I'm a little, I'm okay, a little skeptical, listen. but again, I've never driven a car. So okay, I, listen. So I don't know. You know what we're gonna do? Know. I'm gonna call Justin laughing up. Why? And we're gonna grab a radar out of one of the cop cars, and uh, we'll radar run them at the back end of the back stretch. Okay. I would love to see a radar. On I would yeah, too, actually. Yeah. I think it'd be really. Tell cool. you, you know what? I'd love to have the radar on those super mods when they come later Ooh! this year. Is my mods? Yeah. You were talking Let's about? talk about. That. Yeah. Jesus I'm so excited. Christ. Parksy said that they're just like they're ridiculous. They're, they're gonna, gonna be about two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I. I hope so. I'm gonna be really curious to see if they can lock them down. I bet they can. If, I mean, if I'm sure they listen, can, so like, ugly. If John McKennedy ugly. shows up in his, yeah, they look ugly. Those Isma mods look disgusting. Those <sighs> giant wings on them, they look gross. Downforce. Yeah, I know. What Jimmy, Jimmy mean? was actually talking. Those things look disgusting. Those things look mean. No, yeah. they don't. I'm not saying that they're not going to be fast. They're probably going to be really fast. Buzzy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Buzzy. <laughs> Listen, this is not that it's aesthetically, man. I would take truck racing over oh. the look of an Isma mod. What? They don't look good dude, to me. Dude, you got to think about they it this way. They don't look good to me. So, again, that big wing is all downforce. The motors are set I off to the left side. The like the purpose behind the wing. I get what it is. Oh, they look mean. Aesthetically. So badass. Ugh. Stand in front of one of them when they cold start. Woo. Listen, but it's like, I, I feel like everything has, it's like, dude, I'll go to my grave seeing those 602 dirt mods look out of place on asphalt. Yeah, yeah. They I look mean, out they of place. Do, but it's cool. And it throws me off. I'm like, I'm okay, it's another class night and, I, and I'm going to enjoy like the racing aspect of it, but it just looks weird to me. Like in, if an F1 car rolled out onto Claremont, <laughs> I know how fast that car is. But it just—I'm gonna be like, we're not in Europe, man. I mean, you're not making left <laughs> we're not right at, turns. We're not in Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, it's like I just feel like every car has a place, and like uh, except yeah. for trucks, I think trucks belong to haul lumber away. No, from I'm telling you right now, Home Depot. And again, not to plug another racetrack, but Isma mods belong at Thompson. Is where they belong. Bigger tracks, or something. Oh my god, I'm telling you it, again. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe that is something that I need to go experience. When, when you can literally track. watch them lift down in turn so one at Thompson, your, so much for your interview. <laughs> huh? When you can lift, watch them lift in turn one at Thompson, and watch that wing kick up that six inches to drive them straight into the ground. You're like, holy crap! I mean, I I get it. I understand. I'm just saying the look of them. But I also, but I also, oddly enough, yeah. oddly enough, <laughs> though, one, I out. enjoy, I enjoy the outlaw 
bodies. <sighs> this guy hates the outlaw bodies. We had this discussion today about mm. it. I Some of them were done correctly. Again, <laughs> again Benny's. Benny's God, sexy. Damn. I would also I would take Ricky's over Benny's though. Oh, stop. I love the mashup. I love stop. it. Absolutely love it. She Sarah, loves the mud. It's the a mud. hybrid. I do. I do. It's I like the lines though. Fully it's all commit, about the Ricky. Lines. Fully commit. No, don't. Either go for it or don't go for <laughs> no. it. No. Don't go hybrid. Hey, no. don't. Hey. Leave it. Ricky said he'd come on. Again, another rebuttal episode. Hey, I, listen. Rebuttal to what though? The fact that he needs to either commit or not. No. Bro, he's Ricky Bly. He can do whatever. <laughs> I am literally a no name in this. Ricky Bly can do whatever he wants. I'm just curious as to why the hybrid, though. Does he think it's going to turn the car better? There's got to be a reason, right? You I'm don't sure just do you something like him. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but keep that in the bank. That double zero, boy. The old kryptonite. That that car is gonna <laughs> be bad fast. I'm excited. I hope Aaron rolls his out the first night too. Aaron Fellows, baby, this is shout out number <laughs> yeah. twenty seven. Yeah. Love Epi- to get you on. Episode eleven, six hundred time mentioning Aaron Fellows' name. <laughs> yeah. The mystique of Aaron Fellows, baby. So how anywho. How'd you do the first couple oh. races in the street stock? I loved that thing. Absolutely loved it. Um I think we just kinda had to get the feel of it. Metric? Or was that a Camaro the first one? No, I never had a Camaro. So you you've you ran nothing but metric cars. Yeah, Monte okay. Carlos every single time. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we so we sold the mini stock on a Saturday, went and picked up the street stock on Sunday. That's a racer right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got two grand sitting in our pocket. We're gonna go buy another one. Yeah. It was it was spent before we even had it in our hand. I was ready. <laughs> I was like, it. let's go. Um painted it flat black, rattle can flat black. Perfect. Hey, we know yeah. something about the old rattle can. Yeah. Love it. So I don't know like if other people name their race cars, but we named our race cars. We named both of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Rhonda and Sally. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah, okay. there you go. Right. Ronda the Honda Ronda and Sally Honda. the Mustang. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. So we dubbed her Black Bart. Black Bart. Don't know where. It's just that's what it is. So that's Black Bart. So every time we refer to it, that's Black Bart. Flat you, black. You don't know yellow. why you called it Black Bart? Well, because it's, well, it's black. I don't know where like the Bart came the Bart, from. Like I don't Bart know. Simpson? You don't know? No. Maybe they. she wanted it to be the yellow, so Bart was, you know, yellow Simpsons. I don't uh-huh. know. I think my I, dad just spat it out one day, and it just that that stuck. It was black bar. super unique, actually. Yeah. So I love it. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Not to be mean, but they're usually female names. Oh yeah. Usually cars are. Yeah, I had a lot of different names. Black Bart. Black Bart. It's like a pirate name. <laughs> it was I, bad fast. I loved that car. Absolutely loved that car. We did. I don't know. We had to have podiumed with it when we had it. I I don't. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> We had to have won at some point. Yeah, she's well, like, I know we did. It's the okay. So that car turned into the next year was the Hillbilly Hot Tubs car, and that was my favorite car. So that was like Black Bart revamped. We repainted it. Yep. Did everything. Did you finally, on your yellow. Was that oh, the yellow? That was the yellow and white car. That was the one June. No, nope. that was the five. That five. was the yellow one. Okay. What year are we talking? Two thousand eleven. That was the car that Weasel drove. <laughs> Okay. All right. 2011. All right. Yep. Yep. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. Yep. I know this one because I was helping somebody that was racing against her at this point. Yeah. Kent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kent and I ran really well together. Yep. Actually, to be really honest, out on the racetrack, this was before and my cousin Brian was out there. <laughs> so we're just going to throw. Yeah. Anyway, the one of the. We had the, that was the year we had the, what we called like the fast five is kind of what we you me David Ken uh, Caitlin and Dust uh, Caitlin Stone Caitlin Stone and Dustin, Dustin Dakota Dakota 
The two and, New Hampshire. Yep. The we became five. yeah, we became such good friends. And like with one thing with racing, and I think it kind of goes throughout, you meet so many people yeah. and you become friends with so many people, but you really get some great people out of it. Yeah. I mean, to this day, David Greenslit and I great friends yeah, i was gonna say so you got the green slit hoodie on sorry for your luck <laughs> oh, i would say that to his face too though Shots so. fire. We, we talked to him today yeah that's the new he brought new out car the new, the new car to claremont today again yes. looks again looks slick dude at least they held together today Facts. Hey, man, come on that's why they're testing tune days bro he, and again he'll be the first one to tell you that but that's mm-hmm. New car blues? Yeah, new car blues. Baby. I tell you, we went to practice at Hudson on Sunday with the old car, the Cougar. <laughs> hey, that one fell apart too. The Cougar? Yeah. On Sunday? Yeah. The window brace came off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a video posted on Facebook somewhere. We're sitting in the, uh, the yeah. pits, and all of a sudden you hear the ting, ting, ting. Drew and I look at each other real fast, and I'm like, do you hear that? He goes, yeah, do you hear that? And I was like, yeah, what was it? And Tony goes, oh, I think someone just dropped something. And I was like, Yeah, oh. no. There's literally a GoPro in both the window mounts in the car. One of them. Just came right off. Just dunk. And you see you see in the video Green Slit like reached up to try to catch it. It didn't work out so well for him. It went right by him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well. She was moving. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. he said it he said it went pretty well. Yeah. Went real well. But I, I tend to agree with you though that like so my I have a weird group of friends, right? That my my close, close friends, none of them like racing, right? Mm. I am just an outlier. It's kind of really the only thing my grandfather and I ever really did together, right? So uh, we would go, and I love it. So, But that's the thing that I get is going there, I get to meet and kind of re-meet people that I've met from my past. Like <clears throat> Buzzy and I text a lot, right? Miles and I text a lot. I obviously know Nolan, but it's like it's like Jimmy. So like when I was younger, Jimmy's mom babysat me, right? So I knew Jimmy, and Jimmy knew me till I was like seven. Then I left, and I didn't talk to Jimmy for, I mean, I'm 30 now. You know what I mean? It's probably like five years ago or th- four years ago when we get back into the four-cylinder that you really started right. talking to him It was again. the first time I watched I was like, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a cool thing to kind of go back, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember. And people are always like, yeah, is your brother still racing? I'm like, no, man. We've been out of that game for a long yeah, time. We've been out of the game for a while, but. It's. I know what you're talking about. It's cool. Like some of those people are super solid too, man. Definitely super. Solid. I think I lied to you too. That wasn't that year. That was the year with Ben. The Wait, hillbilly top hot tubs car. That was twelve. Was the year with the championship. That was 2012. That, the elusive that. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking 2011. Let's let's uh, take a moment to hear from one of our sponsors. Racing, located at 972 West Swansea Road in Swansea, New Hampshire, is now open and ready to assist you. Keep them in mind when the time comes for all your parts and accessory needs for your upcoming race season. Need help setting up and maintaining your car? Their in-house staff will be there to help you out with those needs as well. Last but not least, they will have the NHSTRA modified rides available for rent on a weekly basis. Apex Apex Racing Racing will see you you in victory lane. lane. Welcome back. So let's jump into 2012. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Terry. You have the microphone, my dear. So that year, we ran at Claremont, and Weasel ran it at Canaan the same year. Right. One of okay, my so I didn't, know, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he was running on Saturday nights, and you were running it on Friday nights? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we had a little, yeah. little same car. bet between. Okay. Same car. Yeah. Yep, a little bet between each other of who's going to get the most wins. <clears throat> Who got the most wins? You did? <laughs> yeah. no, I, I win. I win. I win. I win. He, well, I had seven. He had six. 
Oh, so it was close. Close. Yeah, it was okay. Stupid close. And that. Car, oh man, that was great. It was awesome. A lot of people used to ask me, "Why do you let someone else drive your car?" In I loved seeing someone else drive my car, and I loved seeing Weasel drive my car. Because with him driving my car, I go, oh, okay. You know, you kind of get a sense of he had a lot more, I don't want to say. Yeah, you do. Say it. Yeah, <laughs> he had do. bigger balls than I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Weasel so, is a wheel man, dude. Yeah. That's, that's what he is. So, like, he, he would do things and put the car in positions that I didn't think was possible. So, watching him drive my car going, okay, that can stick. I can do that. Right. I had confidence in myself at this point. I was winning races. I was making podiums. I was doing things. So I was like, okay, cool. So we're going throughout the season, and we oh, we blew a motor up. I don't know if you guys knew that. Probably not. So nope, Weasel probably blew not. up the motor at Canaan. Jesus, Weasel. Yeah. Rough on the equipment. Yeah. Oh, he was moving that night. He was going so fast, came out of turn three and four, and just poof. And George Powers was up there, and it, he just goes, oh. Pop goes the weasel. And we're like, oh, yes. yes. That's a good one. Yeah. That's actually how my cousin Brian started going back to the races. He happened to be there that night. And I had to race the next day. We had rained out Friday. Weasel ran it on Saturday and blew it up. And we were in the championship hunt. So we had to be there. My cousin Brian was in the grandstands with his now wife and another one of his friends, Brad Fish. He was with him when Brian raced years before. And he looked at um, Alicia and said, we're going to go help them with the race car. Like, you're going to go home. You're going to go to the racetrack or go to the garage. And she's like, it's like 10 o'clock. He's like, yeah, well, Tara has to race tomorrow. That's what we do. Yep. Yeah. And and from then that point on. But, yeah, we went back. Half of us went to a Scutney to pull the motor out. And the other half went to go get another motor that was free. Um, Might have been in Bells Falls. Might have had to do with modified, but. <laughs> so what we're saying was it may not <laughs> yeah. have been legal when no. we stuck it in the car. No, it was not. Absolutely not. And I Listen, can say you're, that. You're the first you one can to now. admit to it. You can now. No, I can say that because we never ran it. Oh, okay. Yep. We loaded it up. Got They worked on it all night. Like, when you have a crew, you have these people that just dedicate it to it. Yeah. They were there all night. They were there, you know, went to sleep a couple hours. My f- father kicked me off. He's like, you got to go home. You're going to sleep. You got to race tomorrow. I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> you're the no. driver. You need to get some yep. Z's. Yep. So I went home, and then I went back in the morning, and they're, you know, right back at it. They had gone to the racetrack. We loaded the car. My my old man looked at me and goes, please don't start this when you take it off the trailer. And I said, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew what I was doing. I was basically going to have to start and park at that point. Like, I really didn't. It was just there to make some points. And, I mean, it it, it, it was what it was. Loaded it on the trailer, got the phone call as we were pulling out of the garage that it got canceled because of rain. And we're like, okay, well. Thank God. Yeah, now we don't have to, you know, now you don't have to worry about it because you worry about it. Right. You know, I don't want to lose the points, so I can't not show up. But what am I supposed to do? But that's a risk that we took. You know, yeah. you, you never know when that's going to happen. That could have happened. You know, he could have ran that night and everything could have been fine. We could have raced. You could have blown up the next exactly. night. Exactly. Yep. We could have raced on Saturday and boom. And yeah. then we wouldn't have even had an opportunity to try to save a little bit. Yeah. Lucky for us, we were able to get, you know, the appropriate stuff. And So the mob motor never made it in. That's too bad. No, that's a shame. That's no. a shame. Yeah. Would have been interesting. Yeah. I really, I don't know. Would what you, would did you pill, who would you have, did you pill for that motor from? Earl Moles. So my question is here, would you have sandbagged to not get teched? I I don't really know what my game plan is. Like, you know was. what I mean? Yeah. Because, <laughs> no. like, obviously, if you've got a mod motor in there versus street stock motors, well, you're like going gonna... to... I mean, it wasn't too much of a difference ben, back then. Ah, uh, because it was probably a crate mod. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the, definitely... So yeah. it wasn't, like, too, too much, but it definitely, I don't feel like... Would have been enough. Specs. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I'm not... But I don't I don't want to win like that. Like, we What's never... I mean? We never... 
did anything the the glove box prop story um i walked into the garage one day and my dad owned his own business and he was like sitting there and earl was next to him and i was like what are you doing and he was like they were looking at carburetors because earl's a carburetor guy and they're trying to figure out you know maybe we should you know do this or do this and i don't know anything about it so i'm like what the hell is that he's my dad turns around looks at me and goes it's a glove box prop go clean the car i'm like what (laughs) so it was a carburetor and I like I knew nothing about it, but he knew I knew nothing about it. So he's like, I could tell you what it is, Tara. I'm like, but I, you're not gonna know. Yeah. yeah. At that point, I knew, I really didn't know much about it. I just knew I had to drive in circles, and that's what we were doing. Right. So now I know a lot more about it, but right. at the time I had no idea. But anyway, back to that year. So we got going and um, did really well with that car. Had a really good season. Got down to the end. Had a few incidents with Mr. Poland. So so pause. Yeah. So I want to tell you, I, I don't know, you've, I'm pretty sure you've listened to the episode. Yeah. So let's just kind of recap, and I don't want to put words in Benny's mouth, so I actually re-listened to it on the way over here. Mm-hmm. So Ben said he was taken out by somebody that got paid money to go there. Ben, I asked Ben flat out if he knew who it was. He said yes, but he wouldn't give me the names, which I respect, right? He said, we're just going to let sleeping dogs lie, and I respect that. But the story kind of is open-ended. Painted a picture. It painted a picture, right? And the picture that it painted for me, somebody that's never driven a car, right? And I don't have the whole backstory. I'm going to tell you that two people stick out in my head of who it could have been that paid that paid that person $100 go take somebody out, right? It's either Jeff Murray who... Ultimate, won, ultimately who, wins the championship. Who wins the championship. Or it's you that's trying to go win the championship. Now, I'm dying to know your side of the story to this whole thing. So I think before we get there, you have to understand that there was a lot of stuff before that that happened, okay, before like that what? race. So when Ben and I would race against each other, we would kind of always find ourselves... Magnets. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They were always around each other that yeah. year, every week. It did not matter. If Tara started on the pole and Ben started last, it always seemed to be they'd meet at that first and second position. If they both started in the rear, they came up together. If it, just for whatever reason, you two were stuck to each other that we year. Were. And so much so <laughs> that we both got pulled into the barn. Okay. So when we got pulled into the barn, we got spoken to. And it was together, and it wasn't like one-sided of anything. It was the next time you two touch each other. Days of Thunder. We're done. Parking you two monkeys. We're going to disassemble your race cars. And when you reassemble them, you can hit the racetrack again. <laughs> well, lo and behold, a couple weeks later, we entangled in each other again in the same spot. Three and four. That was that was our nemesis. Yeah. I, I now jokingly, I don't even know if Ben knows, but I jokingly refer it to as the Ben Poland line. He'd come in a little bit high into three and <laughs> leave. Sorry, Benny. <laughs> Yikes. Um, you just leave the bottom open. And as a race car driver, you see a spot, you're going to fill it. And okay. hindsight's twenty twenty. I knew he was coming down. Should I have probably not filled that hole? No, I probably should not. Nope, fill it. It was there. It was open at the time. If you don't take it, you're going to be hung out to dry. As a racer. Yes no. As a racer. Well, that was my mentality. Yep. That was 100% my mentality. It's there. I'm going to take it. Maybe I should have done things a little bit different and tried to gauge and know he was going to end up there. Probably. Wasn't thinking that at the time. Right. I was should've, going for the W. Should have, could have, would have, right? Yep, it 100%. Is is. So that last race... We'll get down to it. We did not pay anybody $100. Okay, so it was not you. It was not us. To be 100% honest, that race has one of the most sour tastes in my mouth of my entire race career. Why is that? Let's just say that last caution when the person who ended up winning the race was a few cars behind me, passed me, and won by a half a track in two laps. 
made you a little curious Jesus. when they weren't really i mean hold on i'm confused what so the person that wins the race right we all we know uh, if benny's correct it was murray that won the mm -hmm. race so what are you saying that nope. last caution it was the same caution that ben got taken out at. late race okay. caution right late race caution jeff was a few cars behind us i didn't even think he was in the picture at this point okay like i saw that ben was taken out and i was like okay well we, we got to finish this race we got to do what we got to do on that restart he was i think he was i must have been like i don't know he was a couple cars behind me but he caught me and passed me and beat me by half a track in like four race. or five laps basically is that not mm -hmm. normal that was not how no. many how many races have you seen with five to go at claremont well, I don't, speedway i don't know if you're like you if you're stuck behind somebody you get caught no. I don't no 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 like she's saying whole, she's saying know. like he beat the field yeah it wasn't by that just much me. it wasn't just her we were second she finished second half a track behind him is what she's trying to tell you what i'm trying to say is it appeared to be a lot faster than it should have been <laughs> and probably wasn't quite to the rules if you have to ask me so we tried to find out at the end of that race so back then they had a rule that if you put up 100 bucks you can tear down a race car okay so we had four people with money up. Yeah. I'm going ballistic. If anyone knows me, they know that I tend to get a little wound up. Hot yeah. under the collar, yeah. we'll call it. <laughs> I was not very excited about it. That's my championship. Right. You know, like, could have been anybody's, you know, it. and I was like, this is, it wasn't right. Anyway, they did not get torn down that night. So you put money up and they didn't tear them down? They didn't tear them down. Why? This, I, I don't, I don't know that answer. You would have to ask a certain official. I'm Who's not, not going to name blast that. <laughs> you ain't getting that at her on here. Mm -mm. But if it's a rule and you put up your hundred bucks. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Politics. Exactly. Turns out that, I mean. I'm just having a hard time following this. Just because, like I, why would you sandbag that much? Who's sandbagging? You're not sandbagging. Like you, well, you're saying like with a few laps left, he just, he finished with five, I mean, with five laps, but half a track on you. It sounds like somebody was sandbagging. Well, maybe he was sandbagging in the beginning of the race because it doesn't want it to be that obvious, but there it was. Oh, so you're saying you that when it came down You need to have the racer's mentality, yeah. Yeah, if, if, yeah. It, and I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth, and I'm not trying to say anybody was cheating. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if Tara went out there with that mod motor, and let's say it had 50 extra horse, Tara's not going to go out there on lap one and lay down a 14-8 <laughs> when they're running 16 ones all year long. You're going to wait until it's time to go, and then you somehow just happen to end up at the front. And you find that extra. And you find that extra, oh, hey, no, the tires just finally warmed up, or this or that is what. And you hate, and again, you're not blatantly accusing anybody of cheating, but Correct. usually most guys that are cheating like that, you're not going to dust them for the first 28 laps. You put okay. yourself All in right. a position to right. dust them at the end, and you just. Well, I had a good restart. Well, I had this. Well, they were Tara was running side by side with Dustin. So, what did you expect me to do? That's yeah. why we won by half a track. It wasn't because we had a four barrel on it instead of a two barrel. Yeah. So, so I I guess I'm still confused as to. Who, so, you're saying you did not pay some hundred percent did not pay anybody who did. I could not tell. We you. don't know. No, you don't know. I really truly don't know. I didn't really know about it until the podcast. And really? I actually, yeah, you I got like, that drop. You listen to it, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I, I called my own thought? man. I called my own man and I was like, uh, dad, I was listening to the podcast and like Ben, it like made it sound like we paid a hundred bucks for someone to wreck him. Like, well, we to, be fair, that, right? to be fair, to be fair, Benny left it open as oh, to 100%. Like, there could have been multiple people. And again, but in my mind, it was just I'm a picture like, that was painted at that yeah, point. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not saying Benny did anything wrong because he no, no, no. did not throw anybody under the bus. And again, He's 10 years on. later. 
Oh yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, it At is this point, it is. it is what it is. You can't change it. He Whatever. Says he's over it. Yeah. He's, he's, oh, he is. So I messaged him. Yeah. I you messaged up. Benny. Yeah, I did. That so, after that's, you heard it. Yeah. Listen, this is why it's the rebuttal episode. Yeah. This is what got her on because she listened to that one and she wanted to give her side of the story. I thought she had approached you and pinned you into a corner and she was like, listen, no, this is garbage. <laughs> no. I don't even get a chance to rebut it. Okay, no, so what did you like, say to Benny? She said that was the worst part about listening. She's like, well, yeah. people can't call in and say their side of the story because that's not how that went down. I said, the glorious part about podcasting is you can come in that's and you can true. give your side of the story on a whole podcast. So what did you say to Ben? I just sent him a message and I said, hey, I just listened to your podcast. I absolutely loved it because I did. Yeah. It's a on a side note, the whole issue <laughs> weird <laughs> that was taking place with that car. Um, I just it kind of seemed like maybe you thought we had paid someone a hundred bucks, and that was is not the case. And he's like, you know, it's water over the bridge. It is what it is. And I was like, okay, but like I just want you to know, like it really wasn't. And you know, we're good friends now. Yeah, we're great friends, and I don't want anything to you know to come between that. I just didn't. I don't know. I think my old man was more fired up about it than anything because he's like, we don't, we don't race like that. And I was like, Dad, I know. Like, Uncle Jim. <laughs> oh, boy. He's like, oh, we never, like. Uncle Jim was like, it wasn't 100, it was 150. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, get no. the story straight. No. But yeah, no, I just wanted, I wanted to make sure. And I told Ben, I was like, you know, I don't really care what other people think, but right. I just want you to know that. You've got enough respect for benny at this point yeah, that you, you know, want to know nobody wants to win like that and it kind of goes to when you go help somebody else i think was it um miles and nolan touched base on it last week yeah about how when you go and you go help somebody else because you don't want to beat them in the track yeah yeah i don't want to beat someone because yeah you know they got totaled i don't want to beat someone because i'm cheating you, like right. that's not the way i want to race you want the kryptonite sticker because you beat superman yeah. head to head not because oh hey he, he broke so we won exactly that so yeah. like we we never really raced like that and that's the one season i mean it was boy it was a season you know you have all those seven wins it's yeah it was awesome it was awesome but it had some of those really crappy moments in it <laughs> Boy, so you they sting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm trying to piece this all together in my brain, right? Mm -hmm. So that whole incident happens. What what's your thought when you crawl out of the car? Your first thought is somebody find a hundred bucks because I want to tear that car down. Oh yeah, I was already screaming before I even got to my. You're head. like, find if the she, money. We'll if put it if she had cash in her pocket, she probably would have laid it down on the hood right then and so, there. So what happens when you find out that they're not tearing that car down? I might have said a few choice words and told a lot of people exactly how I was feeling at the moment, but there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. That's not my call. They didn't give you a reason why they didn't tear somebody down. Unfortunately, they don't have to. Nope. They don't have to. Get, even though it's in the rule book, if you put up $100, we can you, you'll tear that car down. They don't have to give you a reason. You, I have a problem with that. You uh, could do a, an, another five-hour podcast of the politics. politics. It's that bad. Sometimes. Wait. It's not all. It's, it's, it's not. not. Listen, it, listen, when you put something in a rule book and it says, if you put up $100, we'll tear down whatever it is that you want to tear down. I put up that money and you don't tear it down or you don't have the equipment to tear down whatever you want torn down. They weren't the Take equipment. it out of the rule book then. Okay, so you... I'm getting fired up now because I think now that's garbage. Now you know exactly how I felt that exact night. And you what weren't even in the right car. Now, exactly. What you're feeling right now is exactly how I felt that night. Now, mind you, I've had 10 years to think about it. In the hindsight, it's 2020. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm the only one in my family without a championship. Cool. Oh, I own it. <laughs> boy, that stings. Okay. I own it. You know, it, it is what it is. I know what I had that year. I know that I did well that year. I'm proud of that season. 
had its ups and downs. I'm proud of what I could take out of it, and it is. I think you, I think you and Benny kind of share that same thing because Benny knew exactly. He's like, yeah, it is what it is. Well, that, and I think he knows deep down that you know, had whatever happened not happened, if it it was bygones be bygones. You hate to say it like this. If he hadn't been taken out that night, and you guys were able to beat it out, and you win, he finishes second. You win by a point. Okay. Yep, yeah. we you know what? Out, shook each other's hand and it, yeah. had a grand Probably game. wouldn't have seen eye to eye that night because of everything that had happened that season, but you could have let it go. Mm-hmm. The fact that he gets wrecked, you felt like, in for lack of a better term, just got cheated out of a championship. That's that's a hard pill to swallow and at that point. You didn't even get cheated from another driver. You got cheated by the track. In my in my opinion, you got cheated by the track. <laughs> you got cheated. Listen. If it's in the rule book, if you put up $100, we will tear down whatever you want, and I put up my $100, and you don't do the thing you said you were going to do, you cheated me out of a win, in in your case, a championship. I'm heated about this right now, actually. <laughs> I'm upset. Because uh, that's garbage to me. It, it is garbage, but you know what? Stuff happens. You have like to- what? What? But I don't think you can <laughs> easy, tell me. Easy, 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 easy. But what could, but, okay. Politics, man. Have you but have you ever watched a presidential debate? Yeah. yeah, listen, but that's it's really no different. It's kind of different. It's I could go in into a thousand book. things, a thousand things that might have made a difference in that night, and a thousand things that could have made it. Why you know they told him load up your car, the five wants to tear you down. A thousand things I could go into. They told him that. Yeah. Um, his <laughs> father, his father sponsored a race. You know, there's a thousand things you can go into, but you don't know. I can't speak for them. Right. There could have been another reason. There could have been another reason that I've never even thought of as to why it didn't happen. You know, I it's, don't. Yo, that's it's wild. not easy to swallow. That's for sure. No, it sucks. It's not. Who's the race director when the, all this? I don't remember. The race director has nothing to do with no. that. I was, was just, I yeah, was nothing. I, I really don't. Well, know. Parks, even Parsi said he's like, I don't, I don't touch tech. Tech, yeah. whatever. Tech yeah, no, that is a hundred percent. Whoever's in tech that night, um, and again, race director, racetrack, the owner could has nothing to do with that. It's whoever you placed in tech at that point in time. Well, me and whoever that person was would have been, we would have had it out. And, and, say I'm really um, looking back at it, really glad that they didn't just say, okay, Miss Tarbell, bye. Right. Like, you're done. Like, it, the, thing, was, the thing you got to think of, though, and again, Uncle Jim could probably tell you, there was days where there was fistfights in the tech area over teching race cars back in the late 80s early 90s okay and i'm not saying uncle jim might not have been a part of a few of them probably over the course and i'm not saying fist fights but yeah um there's there might be a story later on in my race career of my old man kicking in a door to go find somebody in hey man (laughs) those are the stories i love (laughs) so okay so So we're past the championship year well hold on hold on there's one more little piece so they don't tear him down it is what it is right how how long does it take you to cope with that? Like, in to like really let it go, or have you not let it go? Is it still? It stings. It stings, but, but not it, like you're not bitter it is, about it. Depends oh. on the day. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> right now, very bitter. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the it depends on the conversation. It depends on the day. It, you know, you you just think about different things, and you think how how could it gone differently? But I feel like probably every race car person, every race car driver. Every crew member, you know, somebody has something where they think about a certain day or a certain race that could have gone a little bit different or something could have changed the course. And then you just think of what it could have changed for you. So let's talk about this, right? Okay. So she just said she had a couple of run-ins with Benny throughout the year. Right. Okay. So how many of those run-ins when you had Benny and you and Benny spun, how many of those run-ins did you trophy that year? 
that you guys actually tangled and spun? Did you trophy any of them when you two took each other out? I might have won with a flat tire one night. Okay. So, but for the most part, <laughs> when you guys took each other out, you probably didn't podium, right? Or did you still? They were just that I, fast. <laughs> and no, Benny I, and I were really fast. I'm just year. asking serious questions. I, like, I really feel like, I mean, most of the time we podiumed that year. But, but let, let's say well, like one night in particular that they tangle with each other and they finish ninth and 10th. She lost the championship by a point or two. Fair. So they don't tangle that night. She finishes at worst third. That's a six point swing. She wins that champ. That's the dude. Should've, that's could have one of those thirty weeks in racing, bro. and that's the thing. But, but all thirty weeks, weeks matter. I I get case what, in point. I get it. Weasel, I love you. Weasel, oh boy. The year lost, lost, hat, baby. lost it by a point because Joe over, DQ'd him right over heat races. There was a heat race. He, I still think he's mad at me about the transponder thing. <laughs> His transponder not working. I don't know if he is, but. He might be now. He might be now. <laughs> no, he knew about it. He yeah, I was going to say, he it. knew about it at the yeah. time, so. Yeah. yeah. There was that night. There was one night. I think he called it out himself. There was one night that, you know, he got heated and was a, bonehead. a bad decision. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have those. You say there's 30 weeks in racing, but there's 30 weeks in racing for a reason. Every single one of those weeks count. You never know what happens in week two could affect you at the end of the I, season. I get that. You can't win a championship on opening night, but you sure as hell could lose one. Yep. In a heartbeat. You can also have one taken from you. You c- you can, but that's like that's which should not be which should not be. But again, like I just said, and I'm not trying to pick on her because it's not just her. There's plenty of races over the years that have probably been down to four or five mm-hmm. points. You take that one night that you had an off night, you blew a motor, you popped a tire, you got into it with somebody, and you finished tenth, and the rest of the year you podium. You take that one race and you say, okay, at worst we call this a third, and that's a seven point swing. That's a championship. He's not wrong. My father lost championships <laughs> by two points, and then he lost one by one point. And I guess there was a race. He knows the story better than I do, but there was a, a race that they kind of made an example out of him, said he was rough riding. Now, my dad doesn't really rough people up. Like, he wasn't that kind of racer um, from the videos that I saw. Again, I don't really remember it, but he's like, whatever it is what it is. Like, they, you know, and the person actually came over to him afterwards and said, you know, we kind of realized that wasn't really you, but, you know, we figured if we disqualified you or we put you to the rear, I don't remember exactly what happened. It would make an example for everybody and, else. And I get that NASCAR is a, in, like, the big league, the Cup Series is a lot different, but you look at the year where literally Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart tie for a championship. Tie for a championship. And it goes to Tony because he had more wins. Uh, there what, was. Yeah, but isn't that a tiebreaker though? That's but so still right. So he loses the championship by tying with him. So you go back and you look at it: a blown motor, a blown tire. One position in the course of thirty-six weeks made the difference in that championship. I feel like there was a year recently, and it they were doing points for the street stocks, and it came down to it was between Jimmy and Benny. Jimmy Zulo and Benny Pullen, I believe, and it came down to like second, third, fourth, fifth place finishes, because they were tied straight through. I I understand what both of you are saying. It's one week, man. And I and I agree. I agree. However, it, it, I, listen, I find that <laughs> when there's a rule in the rule book okay, that says this, hold and on. you do this thing, and they go, "We're not doing that thing." I have I have a personal problem. So let's put it into terms that you can accept. So you can try, bro, but <laughs> you're down by five points late in the football game, or you're up by five points, you're late in the game. Okay. Your quarterback throws an interception for a pick six and you lose that game. Is it that one play 
or is it the whole course of the game? It's the same in thing. In my opinion, that's a terrible analogy because there's no out to that. He threw the pick. He caught the ball and ran it back. They scored the points. In her case, she, she finished. Put up, she finished. She finished second. But she said, "I want to tear this car down." In your rule book, it says, "If I hand you a hundred dollars, you are going to tear this car down." And I do it, and then you say, "We're not doing it," and you don't give a reason. That's shady. That's it, shady. It's not. It's you're not wrong. It's shady. <laughs> yeah, that's hundred percent. I'm not yep. going to sit here and disagree with you at all. Now, if they tore it down and nothing was wrong with it, you lost your hundred bucks. I kind of would have rather. It is that, what it is. To be really honest, it would have been better. I think yeah. it would have been a better yeah. ending. Hundred percent. If if they tore him down and it, he's hundred percent legal, one thing, but you got that thing wrong that you guessed on. Like you wanted to challenge one thing, but it was really this other thing. Well, then it is what it is. Yep. But the fact that they didn't tear him down, they just said load your load your car. I have a problem with that. Yeah. As a fan, I have a problem with that. Not yeah, even a driver, I have a problem with that. And as you're a not fan. wrong. You're a hundred percent not wrong. But things you just you just swallow. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just kind of go, life. okay. I get it. Back then I was just as fired up, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. You Probably did, worse. Yeah, I'm oh, sure it was worse. It was so bad. I'm sure it was worse. Like, I mean, I and I was young too. And I just I didn't care. I didn't care what was flying out of my mouth. And sometimes people look at me as a girl and they're yeah. like, Whoa. And like she said that. I'm like, Yeah, I don't care. Like yeah. I grew up in a male dominated world. It is what it is. Like Bowling, racing, all that stuff that I do is mostly guys. Does Jeff Murray still race? No. Uh yes, he's off got a modified. Line. Yeah, he's got he races on and off. Hey yeah. Jeff Murray, my name's Zach. I'd like to get the third <laughs> side to this story so I can get a real scope of everything that happened. You yeah. should reach out, or we'll reach out to you with either one. Yeah, but yeah, so he that runs was a, that season. He runs a mod now. <laughs> is it the three, the black yeah. three? Yeah. I think I've seen it a few times. Did he race last year? Two uh, years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago when the uh, MRS, MRS came in and he yeah. dusted him in the first half of the race. And then, yeah, he was out by a lot. Boy, was and, rolling. And then Woody Pitcat rolled right in and got <laughs> him. <laughs> friend of the podcast, Woody Pitcat. <laughs> how you doing, Mr. Pitcat? So how many more years after that did you race? It was like only like three more, right? Yeah, so I stopped racing after... <laughs> we sold that car to Caitlin Stone. That's why I said I lied to you because she was running the Black Bart. Yeah. So I, we sold that car to her. We were done racing. We were done. I was out of it for three years. Um, my dad won ACT racing with Weasel. They went and did their thing. And then uh, Chris Emerson approached us and said, hey, I got a car. You want to run it? Yep. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> that didn't take long. Turns out I do. Nope. So we went and ran his cars. And that was the year. That was the year with um, David, Ken, Dustin, and Caitlin. Would you the fast five? The fast five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it was every every year or every race, not every year, every race, it was us five. Right. You know, yeah, it was like fourteen or fifteen, something like two thousand fourteen, yeah. two thousand fifteen, something like that. Yes. Yeah, somewhere right around there. there. I was out of that. I was out of that at that point. So So, so Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So we raced that and then um I mean, we did okay. I mean it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We definitely didn't have the same season we had after we left. But yeah. um, we ran the next year. My cousin Brian came in the next year. Who's cousin Brian? Uh, sorry, Brian Tarbell. Tarbell. Brian Tarbell. The 15. The 15. Yep. The wheel. That booking wheel. Uh, <laughs> in my opinion. In my opinion, yeah. that booking wheel. Yeah, you can. Okay. No, I did really, really well. Yeah. Um, he did phenomenal with it. He went back to back. It was awesome. Yep. It was really cool. Right around that time, I started realizing that, like, I really enjoyed watching it sounds crazy. I love driving. Don't get me wrong. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I love watching. I, I it's enjoy hard. watching. It's hard after you first climb out of the wheel, though. It's hard to sit there and watch. 
it was easier then than it is for me now. Really? You got the itch? I would get back behind the wheel in a heartbeat right now. Only What's because stopping you? Money? Well, yeah. Yeah. Money, my dad's older, he's got some health issues. I don't think I could I don't think I could go back out on the racetrack. Apparently, he doesn't do really well when I'm on the racetrack. I'm, right. his, little, I'm his little girl. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I can see that. So it's not that he doesn't do well. He just gets really excited. And I didn't realize how excited until. Not, not to pick on Jimmy here, but have you seen Jimmy out there when Dilly's out on the racetrack? He's no. he's calm, cool, and collected on the outside. But I bet you talked to him afterwards. I bet he it ain't easy. Well, he said when Dilly smacked the ball, he looked at Jerry and he was like, that boy ain't <laughs> scared of him. He's, yeah. He's like, but he better roll back his entry because. <laughs> yeah. But same thing. Like it's you got to think about it this way: that at the at the end of the day, that's his kid. Like yeah. well, right, wrong, what, or indifferent. Right. Well, that's what we found out with like the radios. So this was back when you could have radios. Oh yeah. Uh, you could have radios, and I think you could have mirrors. But I never peep ran a mirror. mirror. You could have a peep mirror. Yeah. You never, never ran a mirror. No. No, my old man. <laughs> my dad says you need to look where you're going, not where you've been, and you're not going to fix your hair while you're in a race car. So. <laughs> well, that must be an old that must be an old school mentality because Miles was, Miles and Nolan said mm-hmm. that Mark. Refuses to have mirrors until they made him had it in they the made, mod. Made him had it. They made him have one in the mod. In the mod. Yep. But the Miles is like, well, I think my old man would rather you not have radios and not have peep mirrors and just drive the car and actually be a wheelman. Which, I, when we first started this thing, I've had a thing of like, why do they? Why do they not allow people to have radios? It's as as a safety thing. I'm just like, it would make more sense to do it. But Miles's point that kind of made sense is like they get abused yeah they get abused and you're worried about whatever's behind you and not your line in front of you and that's how accidents happen that's how you tear things up and here's my which two, i never thought of it that way my two cents on that is one of two things happens right so they do the race receivers for all the lower divisions and i don't mean to be mean and call them the lower divisions but that's what, that's they, what are. they are the feeders the feet your yeah. feeder divisions because i don't want to call this street stocks aren't a feeder division that could be a permanent place which is perfectly fine oh you don't run radios in streets no. no the okay. only divisions at Claremont Motorsports Park is the Modifieds and the Late Model Sportsmen. Those are the only two that have radios. And the theory behind that is what? <sighs> so they don't get abused. So they don't get abused? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're in a street stock, if you can't tell that there's a car oh, on the God, you can of you, hear it. you're incredible. Like, you should not be behind <laughs> You're incredible. Which, to be, to be <laughs> fair, though, you can hear the difference, too, in a Modified. You can hear the difference in a Late really Model Sportsman. Oh, 100% okay. can hear the difference. The tone of the motor that's running next to you versus just what's running in you're in that car, you can I could you could almost gauge like okay they're about a half a car off. Boop, yep, I'm going to go to the bottom. Versus that pitch picks up a little bit and you're like I don't know if I want to pinch this off here or not, but I'm gonna. Yep. Um, what's your thoughts on them? On radios? Yeah. And P uh, mirrors. I, d- I can't really give an honest opinion on mirrors because I never ran one. You never ran one. I have no idea. Well, working no. at the track, do you think it's a good? Do you think Some it's guys good abuse it, and you know exactly who they are. Sure do. Are we airing names out? Nope. nope. Come on. <laughs> no. Nope. Guys are no fun. All right. Um. No, I. The radios are good in certain aspects, but I actually prefer the receivers if everybody has them on. So what's the difference between a radio and a receiver? Radio it has two-way communication between you and normally somebody on your crew. Receiver is a communication between you and race, most, more than likely race, race control. Yeah. It's a one-way, though? One-way. Just somebody yep. talking to you. It's ear. just a scanner. I feel like really all you need them for is it makes it easier for us to line them up. Yep. That Yellows, like man. Yellows was always my big bitch with that. What do you mean, yellows? So, like, 
the first when we ran the four cylinder, yeah. they they would they would call out a yellow. They'd say, "Hey, yellow's out, back it down, guys." My problem with it was is they never said where the yellow was. Mm-hmm. So That's like, great. if you know that the guy spun out and turned two, maybe door facing two traffic, call it out and say, "Hey, there's a car low, yellow's out, stay high, coming out of two. Instead. You call a yellow and guys are three wide coming at you and you get teed up on the A post and wreck that night and come off on the hook instead of being able to just come out of a spin and refire the car. You're uh, not wrong. Yeah. Not, not wrong. speaking from experience or anything. I've just <laughs> understood that that might be a thing. Yeah. But I know at, at one point there, the whole radio deal was is back in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was expensive to have a set of radios for your race car. Yeah. Because you basically had to buy them brand new because everybody held on to them forever. How much were we talking for radios? Back then, you were probably looking at three or $400 a radio plus the in-car kit, headsets, the whole nine yards. So Jesus. now now you can go on eBay. You can get a set of radios for 400 bucks. Six six radios. You can go onto a rugged radios. You can go onto this site, that site, whatever, and get $140 headsets that are brand new. And you could outfit an entire team for less than 800 bucks. So it's not necessarily the money-wise, but again, Tara and I could tell you over the years, there's certain guys up there that care more about what's being spoken into their ear than what's going on in front of them. But what do to, you mean by that? So, like, they got guys that'll go, okay, hey, he's peaking, so run half a groove lower coming off the corner so he can't get a nose underneath you. Uh, so the guy... Oh, the guy in the radio is driving the, the car. Correct. The car. Yep, the guy behind the wheel is just kind of doing the mechanism. Which is uh, what Miles and I kind of spoke about last week when you had guys that would come over and start screaming at you as a spotter. Yeah. I always told them, listen, my job up there is to tell you, tell my driver, somebody's underneath them, don't go to the bottom. Somebody's outside of you, don't go all the way to the top. And there's a yellow in turn one, somebody spun around, don't get, don't be an idiot, and then line up. And if it's used properly, it's a great tool. If it's used to change somebody's line and change a race, my feeling would be make an example of them. Don't let that guy run a radio the next week and watch how quickly it changes. But you have to respect what the track does. And again, like Tara said, the one way does work very well now because we're four years into it, five years yeah. into it, and they've figured it out. They've done a really good job about the race receivers. And again, like she said, as long as everybody's got them on. I had a driver come to me, it was at last week when we were at Hudson. He was like, I've never even ran one. I was like, what? I was like, it's a rule. And he's like, yeah, it's I don't ever rule. have it in. And I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like every time you're at Claremont. Yeah, that makes he, sense now. Yeah. I'm like, you, you don't go where you're supposed to go. And he's like, oh, I figure I'll just figure it out. I know who's in front of me and who's behind me. So, you know, you'd be really surprised how many times we say that in the tower. You know, you come out of the track and you have a restart and people are everywhere. And I'm like, were you not just sitting in line behind the same person <laughs> for 45 minutes? Do you not know where you're supposed to go here? Yeah. Dude, drivers, unique breed. Yeah, we want every advantage we can get. It that's and that's true. exactly it. And he's yeah. like, well, every now and then you try to see if you can sneak one by. I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. But yeah. All right. Let's take a moment to hear from one of our sponsors. For the love of, why won't you start? Lawn care got you down? Equipment never wants to start? Not enough time to visit the racetrack? Let the professionals at Belanger Lawn Care solve your problem. We offer full yard care services from weed trimming, mowing, mulching, fertilizing, and more. Belanger Lawn Care, servicing the greater Claremont and surrounding areas. Give us a call today at 603-542-6945. You can also visit us on the web at belangerlawncare.com. Welcome back. Let's jump into what you do up at the racetrack now. All right. I'm the head scorer now. 
Um, when I got out of racing, we... Um, what year did you get out of racing? Just... 16? 16. 17? Because I think that's where we left off, right? 16, yeah, somewhere right around there. Larry Rando, Lightning Chassis, built us grace. Lightning. Yep. We ended up... Um, he built us grace, and then we ran that up at Canaan. Didn't have the best of time or luck up there, and um, sold it to David Greenslip. Okay. He went and did really well with it, and that next year, Heather had actually approached me and asked me if I wanted to help her in the tower and be a scorer. Friend of the podcast, Heather Zillow. So Shout at out. the time, we were hand scoring. We had no transponders at the time, and actually, I'm super thankful for that because it gave it gives you a whole other outlook on it. So explain to me, explain to a dummy that has no idea what you're talking about right now. It's, so hand scoring, I'm assuming, is you just you have a card and a pencil and you're just keeping track that way? Yeah, you write down everybody's number as they cross the line. Each so, time? Each time. So every, every lap. Mm -hmm. So a 100 lapper, you wrote the entire field 100 times. Ugh. Yep. That's, a, that's old school. That's that that's cool. what they did. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, well... Yes, it sucked. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's be really honest. It's not fun. Ask her about that enduro, really. <laughs> exactly. And enduros are so, they're so hard. And I, and I, they're so hard. You know who's in the lead and you, you, you hope. Yeah. And that's why, like, it's really cool when there was three of us up there today. There was three of us that had the, the same thing. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, maybe we got it. You never really know. And then right. some jackass announcer that was like, I think the old seven's <laughs> in this position. I think the 97's over here, and I think the six is in this position. Listen, but that's, gonna be that's a all good you can do is you never know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. this guy. But we, we actually still have hand scoring. So, so, so what do you do now? So now I run the transponder system. So what's a transponder for those people that are dumb like me? So a transponder is this cute little thing that you put on your race car and it <laughs> cute. Yeah. It is. It's like you it's know, expensive big. little thing. It is very expensive. And I completely understand why people some people are they don't like them or they think they can just get away with them and not run them. But they're the first people to complain that they're not in the same position. So I'm gonna give this like if you don't have a transponder and you show up to Claremont and you're running with, you know, 40 pure socks and you don't finish in the position you think you're supposed to finish. Socks to socks. Sorry about your luck. Put a transponder on it. We have a rule. Like, So what does a transponder do? It goes, so it goes on the back of the car and as you cross the line, it goes across what they call a loop and it reads. So it reads and goes to my computer. So every time you cross that, it can give me your lap times. It gives me your position. It tells me how many laps you're in. So there's something set up at the start-finish line at the track, and it, once it crosses it. Roughly 12 feet back, 16 feet back. The start-finish line? The scoring loop is that far behind the start-finish line. It's actually ahead of it. It's ahead of the start-finish line. You are all over the place. Hey, Miles, Wait if a you want to come Stop. be my co-host. Nope, nope, because every other racetrack in the world... The, the scoring loop is roughly 12 to 16 feet behind because when she just said it's at the back half of the race car, the reason why it's that far behind the start-finish line is because they're all measured off of the front bumper so that way when they cross the line... The transponder clicks. She's teed up. No, God, she's fine, but you. that's... Get no, theoretically, you're 100% correct. Thank you. But explain but to me why Claremont is different. I don't know why. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, do you ever see the line that's right past the start-finish line? I'm pretty sure in I know exactly what you're talking about so now. there's a line that's right past it. That is actually where it is. So this, herein lies, herein lies the issue. So when we have these, and then... It reads on the transponder system and say you have number one and number two. 
You go across the transponder system, number two reads ahead of number one, but visually by eye, which is why I line up when I'm in the tower, I am directly on top of the start-finish line. This is why it's behind the start-finish line at every other racetrack in America, but keep going. Yes. But you were wrong. That's fine. Fair. That's fine. I'll take it on the chin. We, the way we run it on the final lap, it is visual. So if I see that car one is ahead of car two, that is my call to make. And you better never hope you've got an Anthony Nocella, Matt Hirschman at New oh, Smyrna deal the then. Yeah, if that's the case, I'm just going to pack up my stuff and yeah, walk you, out the front gate. Yeah, you <laughs> should walk home. <laughs> Sorry, boys. You can no. fist fight on the front stretch no, you wins. You're 100% correct. And, like, it, it just kind of is where it is. That's where, that's where it was put in. Can you move it or no? Probably. Uh, you can, but it's a pain. So it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's basically like a... I'd compare it to like a fiber optic cable. So it's like a piece of cable that just runs in the racetrack. So now you'd have to fill in that crack, cut a new one. But that's exactly why, literally, if you read the rule book, they tell you how far back off the front bumper it needs to be is because, again, every other racetrack in the country is behind the start-finish line. And they use that as an example of, well, if everybody has it in the same place, then it's going to read correctly. Well, that's great, except for if it's six feet ahead, you could be... It's like inches. inches. Relax. It's inches. But okay. It's 12 <laughs> feet. I now am so good at winding you guys up. getting heated now. <laughs> but, but, let, listen, go off on him. Go off on him, kid. But Let's listen, so if we're talking super streets and it's 12 feet back. Do if you need another beer, if by it's, the way, when this is going if, on. If it's if it's six feet, if it's six inches, we'll call it my male six inches in front of the the start that finish line. That is a line. large six inches you just put up, sir. If it is six inches in front of, if it is six inches in front of the start finish line, and that that transponder is twelve feet back on the race car, in twelve feet, you could change the winner. Hundred percent. You're not wrong. Parks. <laughs> Parks. To be fair, I will cut the racetrack and move it. There. No, you won't. I would. Well, but was it Parks that put this in? No, 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 no. no. no I'm just picking on him because he's leasing the track. Yeah, now, so he he can <laughs> he fix it. So much he gets so much flack <laughs> yeah. for things that literally have nothing to do with it. And you can't fault him. I mean, no, that's that's none of his own. And the worst part is, is I think when you were you guys were still hand scoring, the scoring loop was in the racetrack, correct? I or was think it not so. yet? We just never really had the equipment to run it. Yep. Um, the equipment came, I want to say, three, four years. It was when um, Jim Ambrose had the track. Right. Yeah. I knew that yeah. it was part of that that group that had purchased just, all that stuff. Did we just throw a couple people under the bus right there? No, 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 no. no. The, the timing and scoring loop was in prior to them buying it. They oh. bought all of the trans. So, in all seriousness, if you ever get the time to walk up into the tower when she's doing timing and scoring the boxes in the computer and everything it's actually kind of neat to watch everything populate up on I the screen see, i want to see it happen because yeah, it sounds like it's it sounds I give like that it's out a crazy thing yeah it's it's I've, it's a neat little system it really is i mean it and again it makes scoring a lot easier it makes a lot of things a lot easier when everybody has them on and they're all working yeah. right that's kind of the kicker to be really honest with you that is the kicker so it is extremely hard and i think these guys really get sick and tired of hearing me say it but it's like, if you have your transponder, make sure it's charged, put yeah. it on your car. And they kind of look at me like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no Joey seriously. said something to me today and he's like, oh, seeing you makes me think I have to put my transponder. I'm like, well, at least you think of something. <laughs> Tell your friends. Like, Tell everybody you know, Joe. He goes, well, I'm trying to make it as a habit. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, because again, you look at that Anthony Nocella, Matt Hirschman, uh, that all came down because Hirschman's transponder had died. 
So Nocella was the only one that, of the two of them, he was he had the working transponder. If you had both the transponders working that night, there's no judgment call. There's no going back to the monitor to see who won. That is strictly the computer says Anthony Nocella was .001 ahead of you at the line. There is no question in anybody's mind. And again, as much as I want to sit here and that the timing and scoring line is ahead of the start-finish line, if that's where it is, as long as it stays there and that's the rule, I'm fine with it. But it is the dumbest thing in the world to put the transponder in the back half of the car because you're talking you're an entire car length over the start-finish line by the time you run over that timing and scoring line. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you there. Dumb. Well, You're not wrong. Ugh. Yeah. So you have the transponder, but I learned a little tidbit from Heather. You still hand somebody still hand yes. scores. Yep. So Sheena. that's the backup. Yep. So Sheena helps me. She is Who's my Sheena? Uh, Sheena Reed. She's my backup scorer. Okay. She kind of came on. Uh, her and I became friends, and I was like, "Hey, you want to come do it with me?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can do it." She does great. You know, it is, and if it's a big field, that's I'll, a thankless job. You know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Because it is. Both sides, it, it really is. You know, we try very hard to make the right calls. And everyone's like, oh, you have the transponder system. It's fine. Well, no. You know, you turn the power on at Claremont, and my transponder system goes out. Sorry, street stock drivers. Usually happens during the race. Right. You never know. Yeah, that and you got that tower's grab. wiring system it is, is. But it's old. It's the same tower that's been there from back when my father raced. Yeah. It that was 20-plus years ago. You it, know, it, it, it is. It's it, it's seen better days. I mean, it you I, the girls did a great job painting that place up and making it look better. You really did. But the tower seen better days. Absolutely. <laughs> it absolutely has. It really has. But you know what? It You come to appreciate a little bit of that stuff. You say, okay, well, um, Jill Chastney actually said it today. She goes, be in Waterford and be in the bus. They have a bus. That's how, what they score out of is a bus. Ugh. By so the way, I'm, shout out to Jill Chastney, friend of the podcast. Yeah. I am 100% thankful for that tower. Yeah. You know, it's just, it is what it is. We can stay here and talk about all the things that could be upgraded. Fun fact, I thought Waterford was sold. Did it? No. Oh. So they oh. put up, they, no, I put up on Twitter about a Connecticut track being sold the other day, last week. Oh, really? So you're like, okay, Thompson's not getting rid of that. The Arut family's not getting rid of Stafford. I'm like, man, the only one that's left is Waterford. Yeah. And it's got to be Waterford. For a while, right? It's got to be Waterford. It's got to be Waterford. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Lime Rock Park. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was in Connecticut, to be honest with you. I didn't even know about yeah. that. Yikes. Yeah. All right. So, I got one more thing to ask you about as far as the scoring thing goes. Yeah. So, there was a story brought to us. Oh, boy. Um. Damn. Who, what was the... Who brought up... You're the looking Drew, at the, the wrong... Drew, no, the Drew Davis Roman numeral... Oh, I brought that up when David was here. When Greenslow was here. Slitty. Yep. Okay. So, DJ brings up the fact that... <laughs> Drew Davis, double D racing, decided that he was going to do a mock up and put Roman numerals on the side on the side of his car, which I still think is hilarious. On the side of his car, and then bump the actual number back to the quarter panel, the rear quarter panel, panel behind quarter the tire. Panel. So I didn't think of the scoring aspect until I talked. Like I had a conversation with Heather. She's like. You need it there to, to if your hand scoring, it's like impossible. Quick. The first thing it's, you see, yeah, it's the first thing you see. Yep. So I didn't think about that. How hard is it? Like, is there a certain like? Here we go. With the positions be, on the door. Is it the front <laughs> of the door? Is it the back of the door? Or can it be in the quarter? 
Listen, do you have a preference of where you want the number? On in, the door. You want it on the door. Yeah. Centered no up. other spot. Centered so up. Here's, here's the thing. You have to understand, again, back to my old man. My dad had a vinyl shop. My father lettered race cars, and they were beautiful. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Um, Wait, is that who did do? Yeah, Jim's. Yeah. Jim did it. Ah, hey, yeah. Jim, you did a good job on that fireside beverage. Of course, I've been calling him Uncle. Is it Cousin Jim? Or is it Uncle Jim to Heather? Uh, cousin. Cousin Jim. I've been calling cousin. him Uncle Jim. It's Cousin Jim. Cousin Jim, Jim. did it. He'll Love it. He'll yeah. answers by anything. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so as I was coming up through, I would watch him under these race cars. I actually walked up to Nate Kelly today and said, I have to thank you. And he kind of looked at me and I was like, you know how to put numbers on a race car. And I appreciate it. <laughs> and he just kind of smiled. You look at David's numbers. You look at um, Cody Schoolcraft's car. That's a hot rod. Too, Beautiful. Dude. That, thing's, that thing's nice. What pops like off it. the side of it. Those numbers. numbers. The numbers. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got. I got one that's my favorite, and that's street stock class. And you guys are gonna laugh at me when I tell you. Who? I think Brianna's car looks. We talked um, about that today. Um, Her car we is did. beautiful. It's got this gunmetal gray with that pink line on the bottom, and it is different than everybody else's. But it sticks out. It but does. Then you have other cars, and there's some in that class, and there are other cars that you can't see their numbers. Mm. You know, you you can stand next to your car and you can look at it. And you can see the numbers. Fine, step back. Yeah. You know, step back. You don't realize how far away from the racetrack we are as scores. Well, I got to. So the, today was the first day I got to actually go upstairs because we were testing the headsets. You are pretty, far, pretty far away. Yep. That was the first time because I, I thought like, dude, you guys got the bird's eye view. You can see everything. Well, that's not necessarily the it's, case. You're it's pretty far great back. when there's some contrast to the cars. Well, that was going to kind of be my next, like, 1B question was, like, is there a color that you despise looking chrome. at? Chrome. Numbers? Chrome. Chrome. Hate them. Why? Reflective. Yep. Sun hits him, you can't see him. You can't tell if that's an 8. Is that a 6? Is that a 9? 100%. There was a car that was there last week, and I don't know who it was. Yeah, you do. No, I, I really call don't know out. who was driving it. Call no, him I really out. Don't. Put him on the carpet. It was, I, think, <laughs> I think his number was supposed to be 48, and I had him going as a 43 because they, they were chrome. Yeah. The car looked beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It looked beautiful. They were chrome. Oh, had their that, no, that was a 43. You must have put it in as a 48. I put it as a 48. It was cause, opposite. Because was it the orange car with yes. chrome numbers? Yeah, yeah, it was 43. I, it looked great. Yeah. Called out. But you can't read the damn thing yeah. because the his, sun hits it, and it's just. If you have your name through the middle of your numbers, no. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, if you have old Tyler Lescord, the hammering hillbilly. <laughs> I mean, no offense, Ty, but there's no way that you're going to be able to mistake his car. <laughs> okay, like let's be totally honest. So, is that for everybody then? As in, like the numbers? last names on the on the on the bottom of the number? You don't like that? Bottom of the number, fine. Middle through the number. He's uh, he's not the middle, is he? I think his more is on he the bottom. Yeah. But no, 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 he's no. on the bottom. He's on the bottom. No, no, he's not. He's on the bottom. No, it's not. It's down the uh. one. Oh, it's down the one. It's just last score, down the so, one. So what I'm? T <laughs> You're a better man than I. I can't. He sent, he sent us a picture. Tyler, you wanna you wanna complain about me not reading our text message group? <laughs> DJ's <laughs> over here doesn't even know that your last name goes right down the middle of the one. I hope I'm right now that I just screamed that. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> oh come on, you are, but that is ah, you damn right. I that's am. That's definitely a 15. You could tell. That's not that. That's Ty. No. Ty, I got you back. You can tell on that one. Yes, I get that. The numbers <sighs> where they're. Let's see. 
Well, sorry, kids. The 65. The 65 pure stock. 65. Okay. Uh, Doug Nelson. Dougie. The White Saturn car. wagon. Yeah, I know who well, it is. Well, I was going to say, you know who it is just because of the car. But yep. no, no, look no, no, at his no. numbers. They're very small. They're too close together. Hey. They're pale. It's we'll, just... we'll call them out. So we just talked about it. Nick Hool, right? Yep. So we did the Facebook Live last week, me and Toby at the racetrack for that mock race, which was great. I apologized like 78 times on that because I had no idea who was in the white car. So he threw together some numbers for this week in case it happened so we knew who it was. And that's honestly one of the biggest things of like just numbers is just actually identifying who's behind the wheel of that car. Like as much as I think it's the coolest thing in the world to know that Jimmy and Jeremy are going to be splitting that rod, I hope the hell one of them tells me who the hell's behind the wheel because I ain't going to know. There's a Z in the New Hampshire. I, I get it. But they're right there. She's not going to black one of those out when they roll out on the racetrack. Why they're, not? They're on the. They're not going to take the time to do I that. I hope so. You're wrong. <laughs> you're sm- Jimmy, if you're listening to this, <laughs> please do that because that makes two of us who are not going to know. Listen. listen, right now, he's sweeping his shop right now going. I just found another way to get on DJ skin. <laughs> and I'm gonna do it. No, because you know, it does mine too. You know what the best part is? <laughs> Listen, Jimmy don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna say the best part about today was the fact that Jimmy went out in the first practice. Then they roll that old Dilly's suit, uh, pure stock out, and I'm like, "Who's buying the wheel of that?" And Heather goes, "It's white gloves. It's gotta be Jimmy." I'm like, what? The, how do you like what? Literally knew who was driving. By looking at it coming into turn three and knew the color of the gloves so she knew who was behind the wheel. Okay, calling out Jimmy Zulo, I said, hey, good luck in that practice. So I'm not racing today. Wait for Dilly to get here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, hmm. We won't rattle off times, but that first time that it threw out there, you're like, mm, Dude, I'm like, whoa, uh, he's cooking. That boy was rolling. Oh, my God, so there. fast. And I was like, maybe mm-hmm. they cha- no offense, Dilly. Sorry, buddy. Like, maybe they changed something. <laughs> Dude. It wasn't by much, but I was like, yeah, I can see it because I enough. can see it. it was by enough from last week from for practice one okay, so that was DJ's a big jump you under the bus but i'm not hey he improved did you <laughs> did. see how much did. dilly dilly did approve from yes. one week to the other yes yep. I'm, which to be fair again let's talk about that pure stock division a lot of those boys picked up some serious time by the end mm-hmm. of the day today mm-hmm. across the board yes they did I think Joe Jarvis got a little something that he ain't showing. Uh, yeah, that boy picked up more than half a second from the yeah. first practice of the last one. I'm so just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, think, I think that boy's got a little, little something, hey. something that he ain't hey. letting anybody know. Text him. Text him on Tuesday when the podcast comes out and ask him about his muffler. <laughs> oh boy, uh, ask him about oh, his muffler. Boy. He went across the scale. <laughs> he went across the scales, and that thing doesn't sound like it's got anything on it. <laughs> Parks is like. If that thing's as loud as I think it's going to be, you need to change that out. He's like, I bought it off of eBay. Don't worry about it. It was loud. He rolled that thing off and cold started that Scion or whatever the hell that thing is. And it was like, my boy, Jesus. I thought it was straight pipe right from you the header backwards. Too? Sometimes when cars go by me, I like quick look. Boy, and I'm like, boy, that doesn't sound like a street stock. Or boy, that doesn't sound like a late model. Oh, no. It, it, it definitely sounded like a... Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounded like a mini stock. <laughs> well, he's not like, dumb. That's for sure. Oh. That's like one of them. One of the enduro cars went out for practice, and I'm like, man, that thing, thing sounded like those old school like pro stock motors with a cam change. It was just burr, 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 burr. I'm like, I love that sound. What in the world is that thing? Listen, you got a favorite driver? Of course she does. She's wearing his gear right now. Green slit. You're a green slit girl. Uh, my all time favorite driver. Yeah. Pearl Dewey. No, <laughs> Dad. Oh, oh, the Superman. Since I was a child. Are we beefing right now? Yeah, easy to pick a winner. 
Uh, no, yes. no. Old 12 time. Very hard to pick old 12 time. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I won't tell hold, you why. Out. Let's just go with why? I was a little girl. You thought he was handsome. Oh, he Good was, looking dude. Yeah. Aaron Fellows, good looking dude. When sure. I was a little girl, I was all about I was like, oh, that's Aaron Fellows. And then he'd walk by me and I'd just look at him. He'd be like, hi. And I wouldn't know what to say. Melted. Hey, listen, that 12 time is about six years old. So I think you need to add a couple since that 12 time was added to the side I mean, of that track. I don't need to. He needs to. How, what is it now? 16? Probably 16 or 17. 16. So many. I don't know. Well, dude, I think that's the mystique of Aaron, dude. He's yeah. fast. Kryptonite. Crypt. Well, yeah. listen. Uh, I, so when we started this, I, we were, I mean, at least I, I don't want to speak for you, but you shouldn't Aaron <laughs> to me, I was like, so I went to Lee to Oktoberfest two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. And I was sitting with my brothers. One lives up in Maine. The other one was in Dover and they don't go really go to races much anymore. And I was like, I'll give you the pick of everybody here. And Aaron was starting in the back and they're I picking. Think was, yeah. Yeah. He's picked like my older brother took like Albie Ovid. Uh, Chris took uh, oh, Who's uh, the 7 out there? 07 yeah. Who's in the 07 out at Lee? You know who I'm talking about If you saw your car You'd be like That's who it is Yeah Chris took somebody else and Yeah I was like, The front runners I was like Aaron Fellows And my older brother was like The guy that's starting in the back And I was like yep. Buddy You give that boy about 20 laps to sandbag a little bit Get those tires Get those tires right And he's gonna roll past everybody He's like 5 bucks says he doesn't I was like Okay. okay. I, w- I want my money in quarters. And he rolled by everyone. To be 100% fair, when I first started like really understanding racing, my my original OG is Bruce Batchelder. Oh, there's a good name. Yeah. That's a classic name. So my old man was his crew chief. That's where I really started to get into racing was yep. Modifieds. I'm a Modified girl. Yeah, a girl. Yeah, love them. That's, that's what I knew. Yeah. I was the tire girl. They'd come in, and I'd be writing down all this stuff, and I, I knew what was going on, and that, you know, man, boy, fights in the stands about Modifieds. That was the Bruce Batchelder, Dwight Jarvis era. Oh, yeah. Were you guys there the night that Bruce got shoved in the wall? After probably. After the start-finish line? Uh, Probably. Yeah. I yeah if we were, we were all kids, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I, re- probably I do remember right. that. Does that yeah. count? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> really? Can't remember whether I got a trophy or not, but I can remember the night Bruce got wrecked. Well. I do. It was the first race back from after he won the championship. Dwight Jarvis put him in turn four or turn one wall. Hey, Cross the start-finish s- line. I love You I say that story, so I'm going to pick on Bruce here for a second. I can only imagine. I can still remember the year. Careful, dude. Josh is like six, seven. Yeah, no, he'll tell you. He'll beat the brakes off. He'll tell you. So Mike <laughs> went down the front stretch and bounced it off the wall and wrecked, and like the whole body came off the race car. Oh. Yeah. It was, I kid you not, it looked like the thing was held on by like six rivets on the race car, but the whole body came off as like one whole piece and just shifted over, and everybody was like, <gasps> like thought he was dead in there. And it just, it came off the mounts off the, off the frame. And the whole body stayed as one piece and just tilted right off the race car and was like blocking his way out of the race car. Can remember it clear as day. It was a front stretch at Claremont one night. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like That's a, a to crazy the story. to the point where I believe it was his red number one U.S. cellular car that he was running. Like the whole body, just one piece, came right off the car. That's incredible. Yeah, you That's think about sick. that stuff. And like the dumb stuff you remember as a kid. <laughs> Listen, but to speak on Dwight. I was a huge. I mean, I was a huge Jarvis guy in general, right? But, I don't know if you know about the Tar Tarbell Jarvis stuff, but well, no. I I I didn't until I was at somebody's garage and that got brought up. But it, I don't want to call it a beef, right? There was no, there's no beef, 
No, so back then you'd always have rivalries. Right. That's what got people to the racetrack. Right. <laughs> Which B- is Bly versus Jarvis. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. That's very true. Yeah. It, but that's, and we, we've touched on this, I feel like every episode, that was the mystique of going there as a kid to see what Jim Tarbell was going to do that week, what Dwight was going to do, what Jerry was going to do, what this one was going to do. And I'm not saying we're lacking it now. I was just going to say, I'm really hoping that's going to come back maybe in your street stock division this year. I, I think in your street stock division and your pure, pure stock, stock division with that many guys that are quality cars, I think you're going to have that division be, you're going to have a green slit versus Jimmy Zulo. You're going to have a back Cody Schoolcraft versus Jack McClay. Back of the back, Jack. <laughs> Shout out Uncle Jack. <laughs> For or, real though, you have so many people yeah, in those divisions, and even Ricky, Ricky's going to be in that division. Radical, like I mean, dude. that division, that division in the pure stocks are going to be your two. Like, that's not when you go to the popcorn stand. That's not no. when you go to the turn one tavern. None of that stuff. That's going to be you sit in your seat and make sure you're sitting there watching. How do we get the turn one tavern? Can we can we get them to deliver? Because if you Listen, can, you yo. need to like sweet talk Parksy. Because I've been trying for two years and it hasn't they happened. Also need to Parksy get food up into the turn one. Time, Parksy, that's listen, just my opinion. If you deliver alcohol to the announcers tower, I'll work for free. As long as I can drink all night long, I'll work for free. Ditto. <laughs> Sorry, like boys, about your scoring. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hold, by the time that last race rolls out, man, everybody's gonna want to shut that mic off because yeah. <laughs> it ain't gonna be pretty. <laughs> So we'll end with this. What is your Zulo Fab bonehead move of your career? Come out of four four side by side side to take the checker checker flag. flag Oh, my God. God. Can you you believe the move that guy just pulled? What a bonehead. It's the Zulo Fabrication bonehead move of the week. The floor is yours. What was your bonehead move of your racing career? When I, <laughs> when I had the neon, we came into turn one and out of turn two. And I don't know if you remember the, I'm sure the sun still sets there, but like every year, the sun setting down. <laughs> <laughs> 365 days a year it does, actually. <laughs> Yikes! Clip that, <laughs> yeah. Bojan. I need you to clip that. <laughs> every that. every year. Yes. What if the sun still sets there? <laughs> yes, ma'am, it does. Yes, okay. you 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 can't see anything coming off a of turn two when you're on the racetrack. If the sun still sets there. <laughs> yep. Sure does. <laughs> I'm letting you know right now we're it's not cutting this. For quite a while. <laughs> Long before any of us here were thought of. Yes, keep Anywho. going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when you go into turn one and there was a car spun out in turn two and I T boned him. Wow. Okay. Who so was I, it? I have no idea. Oh, come I'm on. So, no, I really don't. It was someone who they didn't Girl they didn't, can't remember a trophy and can't remember who she T boned. Listen, they say racers have fights, long though. memories. Not her. I don't know. No. You remember fights? Well, yeah, I can tell you almost uh, every single fight I was in. Okay, we, we don't got Fist time fights? for that. No. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. not that good. Okay. Keep right. going. Keep going. All right, anyway. so you T-bone the guy coming off. So T-bone the turn guy coming two. Out of turn two. And when I did that, I believe my belt hit some nerves in my neck. Made my arms going numb. So that's not the stupid part. The okay. stupid part is when that got to me, and I was panicking, like a fourteen-year-old child. Right. And they cut me out of the car. 
Oh boy, they took the jaws of life to the they car. They took the jaws of life to the car. And <laughs> man, ten years of doing this, I've never done that. Yeah, well, it's really not cool when you're in it. It's really cool though on the other side. Yeah, I know they were really excited. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we get we get really we pumped. Actually, get to use it yeah. today. I'm so excited. And listen, most race car drivers, the second they hear that pump fire up for those rescue tools, they snap right back into it. Yeah, I didn't really know what was going on right then. I was a little too worried, so my bonehead mood was not just breathing. And realizing that I was okay, I could still move everything. And, and let them they, cut the... Did yeah. they backboard you and everything and pull you out of there? Sure did. did. Oh, sure man. Did. Yep. So they back. made you a spectacle. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I... Oh, God. So they cut the car apart. Cut the roof off. Didn't cut it apart. Yeah. Cut, cut the, the roof, roof off. Apart. Right. Yeah. Slid the backboard down. Pulled me up out of the top of it. Took me to the hospital. Oh, yeah. I sat on that damn backboard for... Hours. It was probably like two hours. And in my head, I'm fine. Okay, at this point, I'm like, get me off this backboard. I want to go back to the races. Well, you weren't going back. Well, you could have gone back up to the racetrack, but you weren't getting back behind the wheel of a race car. No, I did the next week. Well, yeah, but not that day. No, I 100% went back to the races that night, though. Aaron Fellows was winning that race when I got there. Uh, See? (laughs) (laughs) I was going back to watch him race. Can't remember a podium, but can remember being cut out and remembering that when she got back up there, Aaron was leading. Yeah, because that's all I want to do was get back there. What in the world is wrong with you? So how does dad take that? Dad was not happy. I, I bet, bet he not. wasn't. He was well. To his defense, he was very worried when we got there. Yeah, like, and then once he figured out you're thing. okay, he's like, yeah. "What the hell were you thinking? Letting them a, cut the car apart?" We had a really long conversation what? that week about how if they ever wow. try to cut your car apart, get your ass out of that race car. Man, I don't think I would have wanted to be in that race shop for that conversation. Or was this a, like yeah, a kitchen you? table? She's Fourteen, bro. What do you oh, want she her wasn't. to do? No, she was like no, seventeen was like or eighteen. <laughs> She knew better. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I, no, no, no. It was like 17. No, I 100% should have known better. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got nothing for you there. Yeah, no. We can't help you. No, bonehead, hello. Yeah, but no. See? Perfect one. So the bonehead move was getting, ca- not the the, the Not crash, the act of crashing, but the, but the fact that, that you couldn't yeah. <laughs> couldn't see that you were How okay How much did enough? that cost to put back together? Was it a lot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, we just put it back on and welded it. welded it, it back on. You just welded it back yeah. on? Yeah. It's fine. I have roll cage. So okay. they didn't wait. So they didn't cut the roll cage. You just cut. No, that, the yeah, roof? you cut the roll cage, but you sleeve it and you put it right back on. No, never cut the roll cage. How the hell? They, that's know. what I'm you saying. I'm confused. They went through the halo. Okay, well we can we can <laughs> we'll, hold on. We'll clip that. <laughs> Yikes! So Anyways. they just cut the roof off itself, the roof. and yes. then you pulled me up between the bars. Between the halo. Yep. Okay. Yeah. No, What's Dad, a, uh, we just had that conversation where, like, he just kind of explained to me, like, sometimes you just need to... Suck it up? <laughs> well, yeah. You need to relax a little bit and not freak out, and you'll be good. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. No. The only time... No. He he never really yelled... Well, mm. yeah, easy. <laughs> easy. Cousin Jim. Easy. If you listen to this, easy. He will tell you there was one week at the races he got really mad at me because I didn't put a scratch in my car. It was the Hillbilly Hot Tubs car, and he came over and nailed that door so hard. That's awesome. Because you didn't put a scratch on it? Yeah, he thought I was afraid of scratching it. So he just went on the Wailed it. Yeah, he said, this is... You hit every goddamn thing out there, and I want you to be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. It was the exact opposite. He says, you're not going to put a scratch in it. I'm going to do it. Harry Hog here. Well... I, mean, I get it. My dad always used to tell Chris, I swear to God, if you break it, you're fixing it. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, Chris would be like, okay, I'll try not to wreck it. 
Ask Dilly. I told Dilly when he had that thing all painted up sharp and they just put the numbers on it. I said, the best thing you could do is first practice, run that thing right down the backstretch wall and get the first scratch done and out of the way so you don't worry about it. He did. He did it. I said that to Jimmy today. So when you take that out, run it right down the backstretch like you did my car. I just pointed to the uh, back quarter panel and I said, that fireside sticker just uh, needs to stay on there. Whatever you do, don't wreck that thing. Yeah, and like <laughs> I told you, if Jimmy wrecked it to where the fireside beverage side was going to be destroyed, he was in a world of hurt. Amen. Think. Yeah. yeah. Think. Smarter than a higher. Anyways. Well, hey, listen, we really appreciate you coming on and yeah. doing the rebuttal episode, we'll call <laughs> no it. No problem. That was good. That, that was, that's going to make good content. This is great. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Good. We'd like to take a moment and thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Turn 4 Podcast. Have a question, comment, or query? We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us today at our Facebook page, Turn 4 Podcast. And until next week, we'll see you at the racetrack.